comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. The whole world's waking up. All the city buses swimming past. I'm happy just because I found out on. Listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 218. This is for season eight, episode nine of The Walking Dead, entitled Honor. I'm your host, Craig DeManda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Richard Chub Toad Sheldon. Craig. Richard. Everything I've done up to this point has been for you. <clears throat> really? All for you. Thank you, man. <laughs> Mr. Russell Latham. How's it going? Hey. <laughs> well, I couldn't top that. I, 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 hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, if you, if you can't top it, just yeah, just, don't just, just anticlimactic. Oh. Go to the other opposite. Oh, you're gonna right? be that celebrity. You're gonna be that celebrity. Yeah. You have that guess. Hey guys, just do the peace hey. signal. It's peace symbol, right? Yeah, that's it. Hey, what's up? All right. All right. Mr. Daryl Taylor. Okay, guys, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this together. All right, Hardwick, take it easy, Hardwick. Let's back it up a few notches. All right, we're gonna get through this. Talking dead drinking game. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, guys, we'll get through this. I've seen you grow up with the show, man. It's like you know. Oh. <laughs> and Mr. Jim Dietz. It's not me. It's me from a flashback of about four weeks ago. Oh wait, now it's me in a dream sequence where I have a long beard and I'm married to Christina Hendricks. Uh, oh wait, now uh, now it's now it's me in in present day. Now I'm here. Okay. Then right. it's not I'm even you. Re- it's someone but, else. Hey, but for some reason, he's got a weird limp in this dream. But I have an explanation for that, which I'll save for the if end. I was married I'm... to Christina Hendricks. I'd have a limp all the time. Uh-huh. Oh, oh hey, now. hey now, hey now. Oh, hey, give me any or I'll pull out your intestines, buddy. I, I didn't know. Oh. Jim was into pegging. Whoa. So, we're back, guys. Aaron couldn't make yeah. it tonight, but uh, we are all here. We're, we're back with the after the long extended holiday uh, break between uh, the, the half seasons of The Walking Dead, and uh, we've obviously had some news. We we did a show a few weeks ago, just kind of covering all that, so we don't have to really spend too much time on that now. And we've you know there's still a lot of chatter out there as far as casting news and what's going on with Fear, but we pretty much covered all that last episode, so we can dedicate pretty much this show to you know to this show and it was an hour and a half episode it was it was a long one um some may have said too long and you could be right <laughs> it just seems like when they yeah. do this extended uh these extended episodes it really isn't yeah. worth it most of the time i mean no I it just takes a long time to die I mean, it's like when you watch a, a blu-ray dvd and they have the deleted scenes and yeah. you watch most of them and you're like yeah, I could see why they deleted that. It's almost <laughs> like with some of these episodes, they said, "Let's just keep it all in." Let's have that episode. Let's have that part where he's talking to the to the, the people we haven't even met yet. He's just talking to people, random 
random people dying in the cave. It's just yeah, the time everyone comes to visit him. Like every time you you look and he has someone else coming to visit him and stuff, it's like it got a little bit uh, got a little bit old. But then, all right, I watched it a second time. Did you notice how the other people didn't even talk to Carl? Like um, yeah. Tara yeah. and like, yeah. dude, he was cool with all of them. Like you know, Rosita, Tara, they just sat there staring at the pipe. Like they couldn't even say, I "All mean, right, peace, man. You, we love you, Carl. You know, we'll see you later." Right. Like, even with Bob Stuckey, they did that. They all came in like one at a time, right, and said their goodbyes to him and. They just kind of hey. left. You know, they just said, all right, we're out of here. We're going to the kingdoms. Peace. <laughs> like, Daryl's very few words made sense. That was right. his character. But I figured right. Tara, I mean, the new guy that got, that he got bit safe. Yeah, Sadiq. more yeah, right. Had more yeah. of a goodbye yeah. than the others did, you know? And, very you know, weird. another thing, talking about, like, how they drug it out and everything yeah, I felt it was too long, too, but I was just thinking about this. I watched it a second time today, and um, I was thinking back to the first season. You know that even though this was more of an impact, impactful death of a, of a main character, I felt that they handled the slow death of Jim in season one better than they did Carl here as far yeah. as the timing and and the way the scenes were built. I was just like... It just uh, well, wait, they tried to wait, overdo it. I mean, they, yeah. it seemed like they choreographed it so much to the point where it didn't feel organic about the way that it came off. Like most, you know, like when a death is happening, you you want to feel like um, hey, remember that wanted... time? Remember that time Carl drove that busload of kids? Yeah, that, that, was, that was T Dog. That was T Dog. <laughs> I'm just saying it's after after. I mean, what, just kind of speak to Daryl's point. They've killed so many people off. Yeah. Since Jim. Yeah. That you know they really are running out of ways to make it poignant, even when it is a heavy character like Carl or somebody. Let's, right. let's think back. Like who who had the best death so far? You think out of all the main characters? Like besides Herschel getting his head chopped off, that was pretty crazy, right? I mean, I thought Laurie the I... way Laurie went was pretty nuts, right? Lori, but I think I think it, well, Herschel is probably the most impactful one to me. I I don't know, but yeah. I think Andrea's death was handled pretty well. Not bad. Even even Merle, classy. His his death was handled pretty well. Yeah, right. That Abraham. Was yeah. Well, Abraham. I like Lori's death. I, I like Lori's death in terms of it was done well because it was just so effed up. It was shocking. Um, you didn't expect it. Yeah. Like, it was like, yeah, wait a second, yeah. what? They're gonna cut her open? She's dead. That's the end of Lori. Like, what? What? Yeah, the hell? that 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 was came out of nowhere. A, yeah, that was such a kick in the gut. Like, wow, they they did it like that. Like, how do you come back from that? As a although, kid? yeah, although I did think it was a better way to do her death, or m more cinematic than uh, I don't know, maybe, but then her death in the comic. I'm just glad they. Well, sure. Her. Yeah. Just glad she's dead. Yeah. She's dead one way or the other. She's gone. Yeah. I was just glad to see her go. Like, I think uh, was it Tyrese went out kind of strange, right? Like he had that kind of governor flashback thing, right? And then that yeah, was, Tyrese that was like a re Tyrese goes into the it felt like felt like, like they didn't know how to do a death again. Like he's tripping out, kinda, like he's, you, know, you know. Yeah, like you right. start having a moment, it, everything gets slow. You you start to have this this kind of you know crazy moment of of. The, the actor talking to themselves, kind of, and then you know whose death I think they they did well, and this was another early one, but it was uh, what's her name, Andrea's sister. The that was the first Beth? one, uh, Beth, right? Not Beth. I mean, Beth. I'm sorry, no, no, Not no, 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 no. Um, all the other one, yeah, yeah, Andrea's right. Um, oh, I, can't I can't think, think of her name. name. Yeah, the, 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 the nest or something like that. That was the first one. That was like, yeah, 
That's how uh, that's how much we remember it. We can't even remember. Name. I mean, I kind of like a fast. Day. You know Amy. what affected Amy. me the most? Thank you. The arrow to the head. Who was the doctor that got the arrow? That was. Oh God. Denise. 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 When Denise died, that made me feel more emotionally sad than any than than most of the other deaths prior to that. And that was sudden too. It just happened out of nowhere, right? Because it. Yeah. Because that's how in in a world like this. That's kind of how it happens. You know, like when you're you're pretty much at war all the time. So when it happened, I wasn't expecting it. That poor and, orange and soda, too. <laughs> the crush. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and then the reaction of the actors, I think, is what did it best. It's like when that happened, it's like that totally f's up. She was like talking too. She's like, I, 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 yeah. I, that's it. Goes and she, yeah, not, that's over, horrific. Right? Yeah, yeah. Those are the. De- I think that, so, that was the most impact. Sophia's death was pretty harsh i mean the search for her for half the season wasn't but the actual rick staring her down with the gun the cinematic yeah 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 i mean dale dale went out pretty hard too that was a little bit unexpected too right the way he went out oh my boy i forgot how could i forget herschel's death is what then yeah that's what that's what yeah that's because they kept, i would have yeah. to agree yeah herschel for sure because they kept hacking at him and hacking at him, like, and I was so angry. I remember in the mo- I watched it in the morning before I went to work, and I was just so pissed off. What did the governor go? Liar. Right. Liar. Oh, it just pissed me off. I never hated the character so much <laughs> in my life. With Carl, though, I think that had once they had to lay down on the cot, if they would have mm-hmm. had just the like the the, the Daryl and the others leaving scene, right. and then maybe one then then the let's try and get him out of here scene, and because the, the church scene, I think was the best part of the whole him dying. I, I mean, I right. think that was played out very well. But it, by the time they got to it, it was just like. Thank God it's done. They could have cut well, the you, sewer scenes out and just like started from the church, right? Just like that's that's the end. Stop. Like it almost felt like they were trying to apologize. Yeah, like to yeah. him for that. It was like you, but you felt like that. It was like you 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 can't make up for it. You 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 quit. You fired him. You fired him. I mean, I, it didn't. I don't know the way they did it. It just didn't feel organic the way it was that too, they. It was too much. Like so. I usually use a saying that I say it's like ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag, right? <laughs> this was like this was like five pounds of shit in a ten pound bag. Like right. it was, there wasn't, and I'm not criticizing the the content as much, but it just felt like there was forty, there was maybe thirty five minutes of story that they drug out into into an, right. an hour and a half. It's sad, and right? It's sad, it, right? It it didn't it didn't need to be like it just it got to the point where. It just it was so drug out yeah. that it just it started to lose its impact because yeah. it's just right. like it feels like, like how you're much... telling me I'm supposed to feel really sad. Yeah. And you keep tapping me and saying, He's he's a kid and he's dying. He's sad. <laughs> it's right. sad. And every time they move to another scene, it, it like you have the killer scene with Morgan and then go back to come on. It's sad, right? Carl's yeah. dying. Right. Especially where they keep cutting in these great action scenes with Carol yeah. and Morgan, and Morgan yeah. is kind of losing his mind and yeah, going like yeah. Berserker, Wolverine, and everything. And you're like, but no, 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 you're no. watching, you're watching Morgan fucking unravel, and every time that yeah, gets yeah. compelling and interesting, 
we got to cut back to Carl. But it's sad, there. right? But it's sad. He's, he's <laughs> dying. It, just to show you, so I'm watching the show last night because I I usually I, I usually start at like 20 minutes uh, after and then just catch up with the commercials. But <clears throat> so I'm I'm watching it and. I guess I started about nine o'clock my time. So it was almost over by the time I started. And I didn't realize it was a 90 minute episode, but I'm going along, going along, going along. And all of a sudden, like my DVR kind of wigs out. Like I get to the point where they just had gotten Carl out of the sewer and they got him out and they're, they're having their conversation, um, you know, and, and, and the DVR cuts out and I'm like, well, what the hell? So, oh, no. I fiddle around with it and I get, I, I start it back and it's, it's, it shows like, it's basically like one minute to the end. I think it was when it was switching over between talking dead and walking dead. Anyway. Um, so I'm like, okay, well I'll just start it from one minute from the end. Cause I had to have been close to the end. Right. Like I, I, I figured I was, I was there. So I started up and I, I, the, the, I hit the back button, you know, it goes back 10 seconds and I'm like, okay, I'll back it up like 30, 40 seconds. Cause I, I, I must be at the end. Right. And I keep backing it up, backing it up, backing it up, backing it up. And I'm like, I'm nowhere. Like, how could I not be at the end of this episode? Like, <laughs> they, like after, so I've, I finally just had to like forcibly rewind it, and I was like, "Holy crap!" There's 20 minutes left in this episode. Never-ending uh, story. Yeah, you it know. just <laughs> it just felt like too much. I mean, yeah, it, it was. It, I, again, I, I think. I mean, the one thing I'll say is, I think Chandler Riggs. I think, I think he did a really good job. I mean, I think. Yeah, he did. You know, showing emotion, showing character. I think I think if nothing else this episode proves that okay, that we've been a little rough on the kid um over the course of the of the series, especially kind of when he got past that that awkward teen years right. where he, you know. Right. But I think this proves he maybe with proper direction, maybe with a little bit more practice or whatever. I, you know, he 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 does have some chops. Like I mean, I was impressed that this kind of helped disprove some of the criticism that we've had. Well, he grew up as but, an actor as well, you know, as well as yeah. around great actors. I mean, yeah, look, look yeah. who he's learning with. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's got to rub it, off a little bit, right? Yeah. But it just like, I just don't, I, I don't, don't even think it's his fault. That. No, I, I agree. No, I, no. I just, I just don't think we needed that much time with Michonne and Rick and Carl being sad and going like I I don't know I just yeah. don't less is more sometimes and I, I think like you yeah. said we, we talked about Andrea I mean that was like a quick kind of classy it was like the last seven minutes of the episode and it was heartbreaking and the music and it was like okay they close the door and she blows her brains out like that's that's it I mean it's like that's pretty much what you need right all right Carl's a bigger character he's been along for eight years maybe you give him a couple of commercial breaks but half the whole episode and it, 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 I thought it was a little bit too long I think less less is more would have been a better. Um, uh, direction here, I think, for this for this show. Now, I have an important question for Russ that come, that brought up from his little thing there about the DVR, and that is with doing what you said you were doing, you're not skipping over the red machete, are you? Uh, no, no, okay. I make sure. Thank, I thank goodness. Thank okay. goodness. Okay. Oh, wow. that, I that's very important because I thought it was over. Yeah. I thought it like that was oh, for no. some reason. I don't know why. No. I mean, like because the way it ended was such a like a twist like oh my god that's so cool and like i thought that was the end right but no it's not i guess we're going to see this thing until it gets into into rick's hand right i guess that's where we're going to see it finally end i guess that's the deal right yeah. which i'm okay it's, with seeing the claimers that's that's fine yeah. with me i mean they could do a whole sub series just on those guys that was that, that's fine mm -hmm. with me they're cool to watch again 
it it just was a weird it was just a weird thing how they how they set this thing up and and again when they try to force you to to be and even the director kind of was smug about it, like, yeah. Nick, Nick you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is yeah, a Nick yeah, yeah. episode, too. Kinda That's what. Smug. Like, yeah, they're starting to believe their own cried. BS, man. Yeah, no, right. They're trying to. Yeah, I know. And, and it's like, you didn't you didn't bring. You didn't make me go to tears. I mean, he did a good job in, in what you gave him. He did. He did a good job with that, uh, with the death and stuff. But it didn't. They tried to connect him being because I did a good thing. Um, I sacrificed myself because I did a good thing. But in actuality, he by going against his father, he wound up getting bit. Pretty much, right? Yeah, that, like yeah. that's what happened. It didn't. It wasn't when he told his father. It just, it just happened. It wasn't the the savior. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the saviors. It, it just it was just something that happened. No, it wasn't just something that happened. You you went alone. I, I, I disobeyed you again. And, you and, and, disobeyed your and father. He needlessly had to kill. Like he didn't have to kill those walkers either. They were no, like oh, they were way off. But, uh, but Sadiq's like, oh, I promised my mother I kill every. I clear every walker I see. Right. He, so he died needlessly. A bad decision. Yeah. That, like that. And that I was like, if you want us, the audience, to feel like it was a sacrifice, you should have had it that he got bit when he was running through town trying to um, save everybody. Right. See, when Not. you tell your kid to stay in the house when they're young and you don't beat yeah. their ass for leaving, this, <laughs> yeah. this is what happens. It's true. He I got he got bit when he was out in the woods when he shouldn't have been, and that's where he usually was getting in trouble, right? So, so you're not yeah. making me feel anything. You're not well, making me feel anything for that, huh? Now, I think the having to kill every walker thing for Sadiq was the bad decision. I don't feel him going out there was a bad decision against what Rick told him because I think Rick was wrong in that case. You know, you can't just let, just expect to not save people. But I, mean, I shot over his head. I shot over him. I shot over yeah, him. Yeah, but to but to get that dude, by, to go by yourself and not bring somebody with you as backup, that, that, was, a, Man, that was a bad decision. Matt, you might be right on that. I'm just saying, though, is, is I think it speaks and to I Carl's character that he went and did what he did because like no, he it tells Judith sometimes you got to lead the parent. So let's uh let's just get into it and I'll, we'll go mm -hmm. as quick as we can because actually I mean the story as we said there's kind of not a lot <laughs> packed into an no. hour and a half. So this theoretically no. shouldn't take so long. I'll just go through. This is the review uh, I'm sorry the synopsis by Brandon Davis from comicbook.com. Thank you very much. The AMC synopsis wasn't available. Uh, this episode was directed by Greg Nicotero written by Matthew Negretti and Channing Powell. So this is the beginning. And again, I have a theory about this, but I'm going to save it to the end. But this is the, that where, where we see Rick's red eyes and the kind of color on his face again. And this time he finally says something. He goes, my mercy prevailed over my wrath as tears streamed down his face. So we've seen this glimpse of this kind of, uh, you know, with the red eye and the color in the face. We thought mm -hmm. we knew what it was, but we kind of don't now. Like, we, we you know, we, we, again, I have some theories about this. But anyway, he suddenly then has a dream where he's old man again, and he's walking Judith through Alexandria to Jerry. And everyone is excited and living well. He, he kind of has this like nice glow around the picture. Everything's bright and cheery. And he, Rick is even human again. Like He's actually smiling. He reminds me of how Rick was when he was in the prison, and he was like Farmer Rick for a while. He actually was a human yeah. again. Like He lost his, yeah. you know, that, that cold, hard, kill-everybody edge. And it was kind of cool to see that. Um, he was teasing Jerry for... You rode all the way out here from the kingdom for dessert. 
<laughs> Doesn't surprise me with Jerry. Hey, now, I you know how I feel about dessert, so we don't even go there. How do you feel about Szechuan sauce, though? I feel Uh-oh. great about Szechuan sauce. I had a lot of it today. The, today is Uh-oh. February 26th, the, the day that they re- McDonald's released the Szechuan sauce, folks. So there may be still be some left if you haven't gotten it yet. But, uh, well, I'm a little bit the sauce is people. The sauce is people. It's pretty good. Well, there's some damn yeah. delicious people. I know it's not bad. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good. So Sadiq roped him into helping in Alexandria. So we see, you know, everyone's smiling. Jerry's helping out. Back to the original timeline. Carl and Michonne are burying something. Christ says Carl and Michonne. It's actually Rick and Michonne are burying something. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, presumably <laughs> Carl, which obviously, I mean, that's we, we know what's going on here. Um, yeah. It says, Bear McCreary's score gently accompanies devastating moment. Yes, we know that. Back in the moments uh, in which we saw Carl and Sadiq in the woods, and this is kind of a flashback to exactly where he got bit, which, again, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, Gimple says, oh, I'm so surprised nobody noticed that. I mean, it didn't, this looked totally different than what I saw six episodes ago, right? Like, exactly. We did not see the one come up from underneath <laughs> in the last episode. I'm really surprised right. nobody, nobody caught that. Uh, that was very strange. So uh, Carl fights off one walker, and the other bites his side. He suddenly shoots the one on top of him, and you see Carl's face. He knows at that moment exactly what's happened, and he's, he's pretty much marked for death. Uh, Sadiq asks if he's okay. Carl says, yeah, and he just kind of walks off. Um, outside of Alexandria, Carl enters through a secret sewer with Sadiq. Again, we're going, this is all time jumping here. This is where he picked up Sadiq before the Battle of uh, Alexandria with, um, with Negan. Sadiq follows him. His presence will be a secret. In his bathroom, Carl then takes his shirt and his hat off, and he cleans himself up. He does see the bite mark, and he gets emotional looking at himself in the mirror a little bit before covering it up, putting his hat back on, and marching back outside. Atop the gate, Tobin and Carl discuss Rick's long-awaited return. Tobin hands him a note from Michonne. And again, this is that whole thing where Michonne just disappeared for a while, She had, and she wrote, I had to go see it for myself. That was in the note. That she left Tobin to give to Carl. Okay. When she went to Wakanda. Okay. Right. When she went to Wakanda, she went to the sanctuary. The sanctuary. But she had to see it for herself, which we we, we were like we were talking about that. Like, what is she doing? Um. Anyway. And they're still trying to explain that. Right. Too. They put it in Why? a note now. Now it's in a note. They retconned a note in there. Like, come on, you know. I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't say goodbye first. We will be back soon, Michonne. Okay. So later, Carl sits in his house and writes like kind of goodbye notes to Michonne, uh, Rick, Enid, and more. He explores the sewers with Sadiq again. He lights candles and sets up a cot. Kind of makes a nice little setup for him until they can, until they can break the news to his father. They brought somebody back in, which I don't know was such a big deal. Like, when they had the prison, they always recruited people. I don't know why bringing one more person to Alexandria is like an issue now. You know, they had the, remember they had the four questions. You know, they were looking for people, yeah. and I don't know I why. They, I mean, I mean, he's trying to make it. Yeah. The only thing with that is, like, with Negan, it's who's a spy, who's not yeah. a spy, you know, the junk people That's you know, true. have they, to mow over. They've been burned. Uh, yeah, they've been burned. Yeah. yeah. You're right. He sits on the porch with Judith and makes handprints on the porch with paint. Uh, they take a photo together, kind of a selfie with a Polaroid. He hands Sadiq cans of food and candy back in the sewer again. Again, we're time jumping back and forth here. Sadiq hands the candy back to Carl. It's like a, it looks like a Kit Kat bar. And like they gave half of it back to Carl, and Carl ate it, and they, they share a candy a bar together. Big cat bar. Was it a big cat? It was right. Big cat. Yeah, yep. big one. That's good. He he later I, plans. I trust Chubb yeah. with all the candy related. Yeah, uh, you have to. So Chubb, what happens if you don't break it? Like, can you eat like three of them across, or is that sacrilege? You can't do that, right? 
doesn't matter as long as the chocolate gets in through the stomach delivery system and down through the esophagus. <laughs> so you don't have to break them. You don't have to break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar, right? Oh. All right. Oh, man. He later plants in the Alexandria farm, um, and he, he like... And this is where Michonne pulls away. So, again, this is really a lot of time jumping here. This is, yep. Again, crazy time jumping. But then the sun just kind of glows on his face. He's like his, his last encounter with the sun. Like he knows it somehow. It's his last day on Earth. He takes off the hat and kind of takes in the rays. Mm-hmm. Cliche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cliche much? They did that. That goes. That's a cliche going all the way back to Jim's death. Remember exactly. the sun? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the sun, sun shining he, on him. He's leaning yeah. against a tree, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah. Exactly. The, whole, the biggest man. issue, like this whole beginning part, a I thought the music mix was way too hot. Like, yeah, um, the, the the music was you way mean, too the, loud. The, the, the song that was playing, you mean not not it Bear was, McCreary's you, score? Yeah, like, okay, got do it. you know? Do you know why? Why it was that, so loud? That's actually Chandler Riggs' band's song. I knew that it. Just recently released. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. Really? Like I said, they wanted. It sounded like him, and I'm like. They have never played a song so goddamn long that it looped. It looped. It, it, no, that, words are playing. That is was, actually uh, a six-minute song. At the Bottom that's of Everything by Bright Eyes. That's the name of the, the band, I guess. And that, that's, that's Chandler's band. Uh, Bright Eyes band. Isn't, okay. her band, isn't his band. That's a different band. Isn't no, it? the song was called Bright Eyes, I thought. Oh, okay. Maybe the song is because Bright Eyes is Connor Oberst. That's a different band. This is really a sorry. We, we fired But you. no, after... after um, uh, uh, Hardwick mentions it at the end of Talking Dead. I was like, "Oh, let me go look up his band." And I listened mm-hmm. to the, one of the songs, and it was that song. Oh my god! It wasn't even like the song didn't bother me. It's just no. that it, the mix was too hot. Like, it and it was, was long. Yeah, and but it's like again, what Daryl said. Of... It was a "Here we're sorry we fired you" kind of thing. I think. That's yeah, yeah. Like, they did the same thing would, with uh, the... what's her name, right? With um, Beth. They played her music on the show a couple times too. Remember that. She would, yeah, I mean, she would sing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, <laughs> it was just weird that it played the, they played the song so long. Usually, there's a cut. Usually, you have like two minutes of song, right? And then, and then it moves. But to have it on that long, I noticed. I was like, wow, this is all for longer than a than usual, and it sounded like him. And I totally thought, I man, it'd be something if that if that's him. It's the cover of the um, Bright Eyes. Actually, one of my one of the songs of my wedding was done by Bright Eyes. The fir- last day of my first day of my life, and uh, this song it's a Bright Eyes song, but it says band doing it. I just looked it up. Is that what it is? Okay, so they, it's called. They, it's called. Oh, okay. Bottom, so they covered a song the from Bright Eyes, is what you're saying? Right. Okay. It's called "At the Bottom of Everything." Gotcha. Yeah. But I think that it's just it's not even the, the direction that I had a problem with in this episode. I think it was directed well. I think the editing is where this thing yes. fell apart. Like I don't know yeah. who. Who is in charge of the editing? Mostly but, the director usually sits down with the editor, right, and cuts it yeah, together. Yeah, but, but I mean, he, yeah, but the editor. I mean, y- yes and no. I mean, the editor's gonna gonna assemble the cut, but <clears throat> it just just some of the choices. Just in the whole, like it was plainly obvious how and when Carl got bit. So mm-hmm. in this episode, they show after knowing that they show us. And then they tell us, yeah. <laughs> like he has yeah. a whole conversation with Rick. It's like you just got done showing us that this right. is exactly how it happened, even though we pretty much knew this is exactly how it happened. Right. And now you're telling us about yeah. what we just saw that happen. It was because like, it really, it really felt like it was someone who was saying, "I did a great job, but I'm gonna 
I'm going to show you all the stuff that you complained about prior. Like, it's just felt like you're trying to really. <laughs> I'll show you home. fans, you pesky yeah. fans. I'll show you what you want to see. Here it is. Yeah. Like, every question yeah. and every. Den- like, it just. Just admit it. It didn't. The cut wasn't right. The episode that she did, the right. cut wasn't exactly. But they still right. couldn't help themselves with the time jumping, though. So even if they wanted to answer yeah. all of our questions and finally show us everything we've asked to be shown this whole season, they still couldn't help themselves with this crazy time jumping. Uh, phone it's too harder. late. Like that, they've been doing that so much lately. They're really yes. relying on yes. the time jumping so much. Yep. Just it's cool every once in a while. It can kind of like you know break up a, a sequential story or whatever. But it just mm-hmm. seems like every episode we get the time jump back and forth, they, and you're like. Is this then? Is this now? What's going on? Why are they showing? And Russ makes a great point. They just get done showing us the scene, and yep. then they tell us what we just saw. And <laughs> like, why? Yeah. So they can go on Talking Dead and say, "I see, it was all there." It's all just the like what, what Russ said at the beginning. You know, I, I keep taking all of Russ's points again, but you know, these are the deleted scenes that should have been deleted. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're right. explaining just, things again. Like even the plot, you're still trying to explain how they even did the whole thing with getting. You know, like how did they get out of the 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 whole gambit that they did, the whole plan that which, they had. There's like, little how threads, did they get out of right? There's little threads. We actually, I'm getting to right now where they they wrap up little threads. We didn't know how Morgan got away from there. Right? We were no. asking like, where did he go? Like Carl, uh, Rick got there and Morgan's gone. It's like, okay, well, now we kind of see what happens. But th- I have a theory about the time jumps. I think they figured that. It would be boring if they just told eight or nine stories because this whole story of this whole season takes place what over like twenty four hours or forty eight hours. They figured, okay, if we're going to just tell forty eight hours in nine or ten stories, we have to mix it up a little bit. We got to do some jumping to make it interesting, which I don't think they have to, but but, but they are. No. You know, well and that's the, oh, but the way ahead, they Russ. made it. The the way they jumped it though, it it makes sense if these are Rick's either flash forwards, flashbacks, uh, fever dreams, or or whatever, because. And this, you know, we've seen this previously, where it's him with the with the reflection from the from the glass or, right, or whatever glass, in his yeah, eyes, right? And then we get the other flashback. So now we find out that the the flash forwards are Carl's vision. It makes uh, no sense. I have a theory None. about that. I have a theory about it though. I don't, okay. I don't well, think I think it's Rick's interpretation of Carl's vision, but I have I'll save it for the end because it could okay. there's some spoiler stuff in there. So if you guys can wait on that, I think uh, yeah, 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 no, that's but, okay. Yeah. Cool. Here, but here's the other thing to that point though is they did 90 minutes. We had an A plot. We had a very decent, with the exception of the very end of it, a very decent B plot. What would have been wrong with having a C plot and not? having as much of that in there that's what i'm saying you've got a lot of characters you're wasting them yeah for a 90 minute episode that makes total sense so let's just yeah let's jump into it so outside the sanctuary morgan watches the herd uh which crashed down on it with a sniper whatever that means so basically he's watching from the outpost we're at the point basically right after the truck drove into into the building and he's still watching, and the saviors are still pinned up in there. He looks to their windows and sees nothing. To his left, though, saviors have taken out the windows and start gunning down the herd one by one. So this is now Eugene's big secret plan that he came up with that like five episodes ago that we didn't know what happened, right? This is, this is, this is it. They just basically kill a bunch of walkers in two rows, which creates a barrier which allows them to get out of the building. That's pretty much, that's pretty much the, the Eugene's plan, right? Unless I missed something there. 
It seems to be. Yeah, okay, yeah. no, that's what I got. All right, so one by one, the herd falls, and the way out is clear. The Savior starts shooting then at Morgan. They, they seem to know where the lookouts are. He orders everyone to leave now. Morgan finds a way out. He hears opera music playing, so he knows that there's some kind of plan in place. They're hurting the walkers somewhere. Uh, but he gets his own idea. He, he starts banging on the fence, and he grabs a few of them. And just as the saviors come looking for him through the doors he just walked out of, they come and actually attack the saviors. Actually, that was a pretty cool little maneuver by, uh, by Morgan. Good timing, if anything. Elsewhere, we see Gavin riding with an empty pickup truck. Again, we're time jumping again. This is where Morgan sees that Gavin is heading directly for the kingdom. So he escaped from the sanctuary. He's got his convoy, and they're heading right for the kingdom. That's where he's going to, on, on foot. Outside of the kingdom, Carol puts down walkers and gives the survivors instructions. This is now, I guess, current time, if you will. Like, this is real time. Um, Nabila is confident in her ability to take on the saviors. Actually, she says, like, <laughs> Carol's like, yeah, I'm going to take them all myself. And she goes, I know you will. Go ahead. You got, you got that girl. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Nabila knows what, what, what Carol's capable of, right? That's my oh, girl. Yeah. Benjamin's brother wants to go. And this is, again, why is they putting McBride with another little boy she has to say no to all the time? Like, enough already with this, right? It's like, because you're it's doing the same her, threads. Apparently her job to f- up every little kid on the show. That's what I was going to say. With her past track record of child rearing, I mean, that's really not a good uh, good look. There. This is like the third little boy. She's like, she's breaking his heart. No, you're not coming. No, no, no. Um, back in Alexandria. Going all the way back to, I was going to say going all the way back to the Grove. I mean, yeah, all right, well, yeah. She, she had to put a few down there. Uh, back the in Alexandria. Yeah. Back in Alexandria, Carl's becoming weaker. Rick sits by his side in disbelief, just sweat pouring off of him. Michonne, too. Daryl holds Judith, which is pretty cool. Like, Daryl's always been close with Judith. I like these little scenes where he's holding her. And a uh, little ass kicker. You know, it goes back to the scenes from the prison and stuff. Yeah. Like, um, I know I messed up, but I'll, I'll do this, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. It's cool. Um, the group is devastating. Devastating? I don't know what that means. Around them... <laughs> As Deacon causes explosions outside, Rick they tries were to, devastated. Is probably in it. Car, I, I kind of like it devastating better. <laughs> Rick tries to find words, and he goes, and he's like stuttering. He's like, I, I, this, is, "This I really picked up on the second watch." He's like, "I don't." And he's like, "How?" Like he's going back to his stammering. Right. And Carl insists it's all right. Uh, I wasn't sure if you'd make it back before, and he hands him the letters. Uh, I wanted to say goodbye. Rick blames Negan and the Saviors, but Michonne can't find words either. And he's like, no, 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 I got bit. Rick is still in denial. Carl tells Rick about Sadiq. He says it wasn't the Saviors. He says it just happened. He goes, I got bit. It just happened. I got bit. You know, I'm betting with those letters. I was thinking about it on my second watch today. And that is, um, you know, there's quite a few letters there. I bet one of those is to Negan. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I'm probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, good call. Huh. At the kingdom, Gavin tells Ezekiel Negan is going to kill him. And he's, like, pissed because Gavin liked the arrangement he had with the kingdom because it didn't give him any stress. He's like, you know, Mm -mm. this is a great little run I had. You guys always had my stuff for me. You understand the way of the world. And now now I've got to kill you. And if I don't kill you, I have a date with destiny and I got a date with that bat. He's like, he's pissed. Like, Gavin actually likes the king. But the king says, look, you don't have to do it. You can, you know, you always back up your choice. You don't have to, you know, go through with it. Outside, Morgan sees Henry sneaking towards the kingdom. Um, he does. Carol sneaks up on him and is ready to work together. 
I don't know if she sees Henry, but okay. Uh, she is eager to save Ezekiel. No, Morgan sees him. Morgan yeah. sees Morgan. Henry. He sees a little yeah. boy. Yeah. Okay. Which I, miss I did. You guys see him yes. at all? I missed. I, did. I didn't. I backed it up a couple of times. I'm like, where? Where did he see him? I didn't see him. You see this little figure right when they they uh, show Morgan dark. when he comes through the gate and he about. looks over. He like looks over to his left. And you see this little figure run like past another building or something. I, like I need, that. I need been, a new yeah, TV, man. I can't, I missed that one totally. It was too dark. I couldn't yeah, catch that. It was shot really dark. I only knew he saw him because he said, you know, Henry. But I was like, where was he? <laughs> yeah. Huh. So Carol sneaks up on him and is ready to work together. Which again, this is awesome. Anytime, and I don't know if you noticed it. Like when she kind of surprised him, but he wasn't like really surprised. Like. Right. He just did that look like, all right, you're here now. All right, cool. Let's get to work. Like it was like they're so used to each other, it, it, you know, fighting side well, by side. It's pretty cool. I'm betting right? he yeah. knew he was there. I bet he knew she was there. Okay. I just, you know, oh, I'm sure he did. His he spider senses. To, yeah. Yeah. He went back to being uh, uh, all powerful. Like the other Jedi. episodes when he he wasn't like he was off. Remember the, the other episodes? It's funny how they do that, right? Yeah. One, yeah, one he, episode. He's. Right. He's super, you know, like he's he's ready. His Jedi senses are all tuned and, and ready to go. And then other episodes, he's off, off his game. And then that's when everything goes wrong. No, he's definitely on. He's he's fully in kill mode right now. He's just, yeah. I mean, this whole season he's been. He's been killing every yeah. anybody that gets in his way, he's been killing pretty much. I'm in the, the dark side is taking over. Now. I'm fine with that, though. <laughs> I, I like the little point on his stick. That's fine by me. Carol's- I like him saying, I, listen, I go with it like this. All this bullshit, taking all this time to do this damn thing. I need to get this episode over with. So let's just do it. Like, he's just going through the thing, like, let's just take care of business. Pretty much. That's, that's what he says to Carol. Like. Yeah, we're going to go through him. We're going to take care of him. Yeah, yeah that's it. All right. That's, that's what he does. Then uh, I got to go to that goddamn fear of the walking dead. <laughs> bullshit. You can hear him saying. <laughs> bullshit. Let me, let me fist this, finish this let's thing. Finish these, these damn saviors. Let's get him out of here. Yeah. Uh, back in the sewers, Carl lays down on the cot and with Michonne's help. Sadiq offers some anti-inflammatories to help with Carl's fever. He says they help with his mom and dad. Michonne nods to Rick, so he takes him. You're a doctor, Rick asks. He says, yes, he was a resident before the world fell. So this is all news now. We didn't know Sadiq was a doctor. Unless, you know, I guess you read the comics or whatever. But, I mean, okay, so he's a doctor. That's good. I mean, He's, he's, he's probably going to deliver Maggie's baby is what I bet ends up happening. Okay. Because yep. I think doctor that um, Eugene lets go doesn't make it. And, he, and he's an OB, which is kind of funny, right? So that's uh, yeah. yeah, not Sadiq. I mean, the other one. Yeah, Dr. Carson. Right. Dr. Carson yep. 2.0, according to Eugene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Carl says he bought, uh, brought him back only because he needed us rather than because he was a doctor. An explosion causes dust to fall on Carl, and he starts coughing. Rick shields him and gives him water. Michonne charges to Dwight. And she goes, make it stop. Go up there and tell him to leave. And he's like, I can't. That's it. They're going to go soon, but I can't go up there. And uh, Rosita joins their conversation and asks about the hilltop. Basically says that's where they have to go. We can we can rally there. It's safe. Uh, we need to get everybody there. Dwight advises everyone to stay here, but Daryl insists that they'll die if they stay there. And he's right. They do need to get out of that. The sewer's there. All right. a- after they let up, after they're gone, that's when we go. So they, they came up with a plan pretty much. Um, and then um, Dwight questions the, 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 I guess, the intelligence of saying, well, is it good to have all of you at the hilltop together? And Daryl's like, yeah, that'll be the, we'll be their worst damn nightmare. <laughs> well, being split between three different places sure hasn't worked out very well for him. So, 
Outside of the kingdom, Morgan and Carol approach saviors who are putting out fires. Morgan says, this is it. And they strike them down using Morgan's spear and the butt of Carol's gun. Morgan puts them down afterwards. Again, this is like, it was great. It was, it was just perfect. They were, they were in full mm-hmm. attack mode. I could watch this a whole, a whole episode of these two. It's great. I love it. They take out more saviors. He even does the little, the old trick where he kind of taps him on the shoulder and then spears him through the back. I mean, that was, you know, mm-hmm. it was great. Um, one gets hit in the throat. Morgan jabs him in the stomach, again, putting him down for good in the face. Morgan's determined to find Henry, which like, I, didn't, I didn't totally missed all that. That's crazy. Um, Gavin orders everyone else to get moving. Ezekiel sits by, and he says, is it going to go bad, Ezekiel, Gavin asks. like He kind of has a feeling that something's going down because his people aren't, aren't coming back. And he says, is this going to turn into something else? <laughs> in the sewer, Carl talks to Michonne again. He questions her for leaving. Um, said you should have stayed here and rested. I, why'd you leave? But you look great now. Um, he pleads with her to stop the war. He says, again, it's not supposed to be like this. I know it can be better. So, again, he's kind of taking that moral high ground that pretty much denotes he's a goner on The Walking Dead one way or the other. Which makes no sense to me because uh, he's been a killer. trying to wipe them out. Yeah. He's been yeah. a crazy serial killer, too. For like, He even admits him. Remember, he goes back yeah. to, he's like, I've killed people for no reason, like he said. And yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to repent. So the, the, the bombing lets up in Alexandria, Dwight says. Uh, Daryl approaches Rick and Carl, hands over Judith, and offers condolences to Rick, I guess. And then he kind of says his goodbye. Daryl says his goodbye to Carl. The rest of them just basically just leave, which is very odd. Um, at the kingdom again, Carol and Morgan continue their mission. Morgan overhears saviors talking amongst themselves and catches uh, some loading a truck. Carol begs him to leave them. Carol begs him to leave them, but he approaches and kills. Oh, basically, she could they could have bypassed these couple, but he's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna kill every one of them. That's that's the way Morgan's brain is right now. He's he's back in uh, like the clear. Oh yeah, state of mind in this in this yeah. episode for sure. But she saved his ass because he basically took on four of them. He was gonna get shot. I mean, he was. Yeah, but when, yeah. when you're in the middle of a firefight and Carol's telling you to chill out, <laughs> you're you're going over the deep end. You my gotta friend. dial it back <laughs> a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Dial it down I... at least twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that, but I also at the same time think strategically maybe he's right, especially with all that he took out or they took out together. There were still quite a few of them in that theater shooting at them, mm. you know. So I don't know. Strategically, it kind of made sense. This is still such a turn for the character after you know the whole. No, it is. Yeah, everything. right. No, I agree. And they collect all their guns too the, from the, the corpses. Pretty cool. <laughs> a man loads Gavin's truck, and Gavin insists they leave some room for Ezekiel. Gavin tries to explain himself to Ezekiel again. He's trying to like still I don't know. Like you see Gavin almost coming around, which I would I was almost I could almost be okay with Gavin coming around. Like he really did he I don't he, think has, Gavin had to kill many people. I don't I Right, don't like think has, he, Gavin, has he crossed the line? Has he has he done anything saviorish like that really I think he's been but I but even but to me even when you close your eyes to the violence that is happening to people, unfair yeah, violence, I got you, I got you. it's so, the same yeah, as doing right. it. And I think right. Gavin's thing is, I didn't, you know, like it wasn't me pulling the trigger. It wasn't me, you know, killing those people. But was you complicit. stood there. But gotcha. you were complicit in it all happening. And you got to go. So like Simon, right Gavin, there's no redemption for these, yeah. these guys, right? No, they're like the, right They're like it. the Nazi officers that went to the Nuremberg trials and got hung. Yeah. Right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, these and are, I think that's what he's trying to do. I think that's what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to say. Only with following Gavin, orders. Yeah, I was only following orders. And hey, that's the, the, okay. But a lot of people died. 
Right. Because you just war, followed war, orders. War crimes. Yeah. Yeah. So a man loads Gavin's truck. Uh, Gavin. Okay. Uh, the other way. Uh, the, he actually radios for his other men. But again, classic trope. Hey, are you there? Come in. You know, it's like I felt like I was watching Die Hard all of a sudden. Like you know. All right. So <laughs> so the guys, the other parties don't answer. Gavin obviously knows something's going down. He gathers everybody and goes inside the the theater. Um. And then uh, Ezekiel again is trying to urge him to change his mind. Gunshots ring out, and that's it. They all they all go inside. And we see again after another commercial in the future again. Rick continues to shed tears. So again, we're back to the, the tear thing with the rainbow reflection in his face. Then from there to the dream sequence, he greets Eugene with Judith. So again, it shows that they've they've reintegrated Eugene back into their community. Hell no! Right? Hell that's, no! Yeah. He offers Judith an apple, and they're grateful. He's got some kind of contraption where he's baking the apples or something. With with, I don't know if this is any indication to anything, but on Talking Dead, Greg Nicotero, when he's talking about this scene, describes her as six-year-old Judith. Right, which I'm okay. I don't think that spoils anything, though. Like, if they just, I mean, look, you could gauge how old she is just by looking at her, right? I mean, you, yeah. can, you know, you, you can say, okay, she's yeah. a little bit older than she is now, so it's not like it's... You know, it's not well, really that much of a spoiler, might, is it? I mean, they also might be, you know, um, like foreshadowing a time jump at the end of. That's this, what I was getting. That's what right. I was leading to. Is I'm, I'm wondering if that's what they're doing. I think so. I'll, I'll, I, we'll get there. You got to do something. I mean, we we yeah. talked about this before. We got the new showrunner Angela Kang coming on. We yeah, talked about how they've kind of spun their wheels with the Savior storyline for a long time now. They really need to kind of, you know, step. I think know, that's why, uh, like I said, towards back, you know. I think that's why Carl is dead because I think they're going to time jump, and Carl just don't look that old. He can't. He, he just, can't jump that far, right? He, 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 <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is, and I don't know because I haven't read all the stuff on why Chandler was fired from the show or any of that stuff, but I saw a, an 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 article that was talking about that. Gimple felt that the whole thing between Negan and Rick, the whole I'll kill you, I'm going to kill you back and forth for these two seasons that there has to be something that twists its way out into them making peace at some point right, well, and that, well, and that let's, Carl's death was going to be the catalyst Let's that. save that for Wait. the end because I think okay. it, this mm -hmm. definitely tropes on like what happens in the comics and it could be spoilery because I have some theories on that too so okay. let's just save it for the end because I think these are all some good thoughts Back in the sewer, Michonne tells Rick and the Saviors um, that they're gone. Rick basically says, uh, you know, doesn't want to make the trip because Carl won't make it. He insists to stay with them. Michonne will stay with them. Will you take Judith? Fine. So they, anyway, they, they, they agree. Daryl takes, takes Judith. They know what's going on there. Um, Carl wants to say goodbye to Judith. They have a moment together. Carl gives this whole little speech to the little sister, which I thought was very strange, too. Like, the girl didn't even really say anything. She just kind of, you know, I don't know, just looked at him and started crying. I don't crying. even know if she was old enough to really even understand. I guess you're right. right. I guess you're right. So he's like, you could be good, okay, blah, blah, blah. This is Dad's before it was mine. He gives her the hat. So kind of passing the, the torch along there to Judith. Um, mm -hmm. he, he even says, I always kept it with me because it reminded me of my dad. Uh, makes me feel as strong as him. It helped me. Maybe it'll help you too. So he kind of bequeathed the hat to little Judith. Yeah. Before mom died, she told me uh, that I was going to beat this world, Carl says. I didn't, but you will. So he's kind of getting more, 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 more premonitions for his little sister. And Judith starts crying at that point. Rick hands her to Daryl along with the hat. 
And then um, Daryl, this is where Daryl addresses Carl. He says, you know, these people, these people, you saved them all. It's all you, man. He works all, he walks off. They all follow. Uh, kneels down, thanks Carl for helping him honor his mom. Yeah, this is, and Sadiq actually like goes into this whole speech too. Like he kneels down mm-hmm. and thanks Carl. He says, I'm going to honor you, Carl. I'm going to do everything for you, Carl. It's like, you know, he's just giving this whole speech about Carl, which I guess is pretty cool, but I don't know. It's a little strange. It was fine, but I don't know that dude. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care that he's going to honor you. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I did, exactly. I, don't, I was just like, what? Okay. I don't, um, I don't want to sound maybe heartless. Maybe Daryl had said it or something. It wouldn't have made yeah. more sense. No, yeah, I, I don't want to sound heartless, but I just don't care. I don't know you, dude. I agree with you, Daryl. I mean, I think the same thing, but I think what they're going for there is we're going to show that there was a trade-off for his death. There's a, a life for Yeah, which, again, it was a hollow gesture as far as the writing goes, but I get what they were going for. So in the theater... Ezekiel is beaten by Gavin, who insists it's too late. Uh, Ezekiel insists he was once saving Gavin's life, but he's no longer doing that. An explosion then rings out from a side door. The saviors then shoot at it. It's kind of funny. It's like they're all shooting at the door, but nobody's there. Right. You're right. Gavin orders them to stop. Carol and Morgan, this, this is actually hilarious. This is I, I couldn't believe this. Carol and Morgan knock down some scenery at the stage and just right. light up the saviors from the stage. It's amazing. Gavin is shot in the leg, so he drops. But they just take out everybody from you know, from where they were. Um, Carol I'm telling died, you, yeah. he's yelling. You can hear him. You can hear him yelling. I gotta go to this goddamn show. I don't want to go to <laughs> do this crap. So don't Car- make no goddamn sense. Carol dives for cover, obviously, because they do start shooting back. And a man tackles right. Morgan on the stage. Morgan shoots the man. Who has her? I'm sorry. Ezekiel shoots the man who has Carol pinned down. Morgan wrestles the man on the stage. He takes three punches to the face before sticking his hand into a hole in the man's stomach and pulling his guts out. Ugh. He William Wallace him, man. It was Ugh. awesome. That was actually pretty. Would only been better if he'd have strangled him with his own innards. <laughs> right. Just wrapped it around his, his throat. Oh God. So Ezekiel and Carol are shocked, as is Morgan. Gavin gets up and hobbles out of the theater with Morgan missing shots at him. Ezekiel suggests they leave. He says, listen, just forget it, man. Let's just go. We don't need to go, Morgan says. All of them are dead. (laughs) In the sewers, Carl takes his last sips of water. Michonne pats him down, blah, blah, blah. Um, You're going to be strong. Rick still can't believe what's happening. Okay. Um, she he, again. He's talking to Michonne. He says, "Carl says, don't carry this, not this part. You're my best friend, Michonne. You're my bestie. You're mine too." Michonne tells him, "You're mine." They start crying. I mean, it's pretty cool. I like I like the relationship that's formed between now, Michonne and a, Carl. Here, here's a here are a couple characters who have like actually bonded like yes. over the the, the yep. course of the show, and that scene actually had gravitas yeah. because of the connection they've had going back again. I mentioned clear. earlier to clear when you know they go and get the boo boo kitty out of the the diner together. Yeah. You know they've been yep. bonding ever since. But see, like, that should have been that. Like I understand Michonne saying, "I'm oh, going to honor you." Exactly, exactly my point. You know, if you they got said, me, you got me. Had, yeah, you know, I mean that, that would have had some some weight to it. But this guy who we barely know is saying that is like that's weird. Didn't mean anything, you know. Or or you have Rick say the only thing he can say because he's been flipping out, not being able to say anything. My son, you're here because of him. 
like you're alive because of my son, you will honor him. Hmm. Something right. like that. She, like she makes you, a speech, you right, will, right, yeah. It's not... There's something, like you will honor my son because he, yeah. you know, like he's the reason why you're here. You say that, hmm. and it's almost like a threat. I want it to come out like a threat, like hmm. you will honor him. Like, you will not be one of the people that are turned on us because right. he risked stuff to, to get you here. He died for you. You better, you better live. If you do, if you do, I will kill you. Like, I, <laughs> not even a question. If you are one of those people that I have to worry about, you're done because my, my son is not here anymore. That's something. I, that's an emotional thing. Yeah. I think that speech might still happen yet, and it probably wouldn't have been appropriate while Carl, Carl was still alive for one of them to say that mm. to him. Uh, you take him to the side of the cave. <laughs> yeah. The side of the sewer. Yeah, I mean, come on. So, meanwhile, Alexandria's burning. Rick and Michonne are carrying him across the field. They decide to get him out of the sewers and, you know, try to get him somewhere where he can die, at least above ground, I guess. Um, Carl is getting weaker. They can't make it to any of the houses, but they get to the church and they, they kind of drag him and hobble him into the, um, into the burned out church. Uh, Morgan's pursuit of Gavin continues. Gavin is terrified. I loved how they shot this, where you see like the shadow of Morgan coming up behind Gavin, and Gavin's like scared. He's like, "Come on, man! You know, you don't have to do this." He's dragging the spear through the dirt. Like it's like a horror movie at this point. Like, what is this guy doing? What yeah, that, sort of that was a little too much, right? Was just... <laughs> it was creepy, though. I mean, it gave me kind of the whole Jason is not dying and he's coming after you vibe kind of thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was that's what that, I was. Yeah. I was waiting for that too. <laughs> 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 uh, Gavin sees Morgan's shadow approaching and then it walks away he momentarily is relieved but then he's yanked from behind and Morgan's right there it's like yeah that was it's a total Jason move that was a complete the way they shot that was a complete Jason uh, and I wonder move. I wonder if it would have been a better move to do the vengeance thing after Car uh, Carl is dead like we go through the Carl dies thing right mm -hmm. get through that emotional crap Make it a regular episode, and then next week, Morgan just is like, "I'm done." Like we got Morgan, we got we we got all the heavy hitters just going in and 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 just wiping mother effers out, right? Right. After feeling that, event, I think I the pace. I think it would be a better paced thing if they had done that with, with the show instead of just trying to keep me excited with one thing with the. With that whole uh, uh, situation, and then you keep going back to Carl. It's like, I, what are you trying to make well, me feel? They had to end it with that again with the dream sequence and that crazy little twist at the end. You know where you see Negan. So it's like, you know, they had a, you couldn't end here. You had to end with Carl's story, right? You had to end over there with them digging Carl and putting him in the grave, right? I know what you're saying, though. It's, yeah, it's just. I don't know. I know, I know. So Rick and Michonne lay Carl down in what used to be the Alexandria Church. Thanks for getting me here, Carl says to Rick. Um, I'm sorry, I just, I didn't want you out there. But he's like, no, no, no. I mean, he means getting me here, like from making it so I could be who I wound up. And, you know, again, we're more emotional here. Rick is emotional as Michonne. Um, I didn't, personally, it didn't really pluck at me. Any of these scenes, they didn't really no. get me. You know, <laughs> no. I, I, I could get a little, I can get a little emotional sometimes watching this stuff. But this one... Because you oh, were worn out like by this point. Is that why? Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, yeah. I, it, yeah. it did get me a little bit, but I think it would have been more powerful had we not already had so many Carl's about to die scenes. Yeah, you're right. I'm commercial sure. There's I'm a already. smugness yeah. to it. There's a smugness to the way that this was done. 
This you did a you did him dying on a break. You left it on a break, hmm. and then you're gonna have a whole episode of this guy dying. And it's all again. It just makes you feel like you're trying to be like I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you cry <laughs> when this episode comes. That's almost the thing. The you're mantra, right. right? I'm gonna make you cry. That's I'm right. gonna. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull your heartstrings. So they, they, almost what? like they did when, when when Negan opened up season seven, right? We're gonna make. Yeah. The, the death is coming. You don't know who's gonna get hit in the head with the bat, right? Like that's. You, yeah, you're gonna cry. Like yeah, that, that. That's what they're setting us up for. Yeah. That's funny. Well, back at the prison, uh, when we got attacked, he says there was a kid, a little older than me, uh, Carl's rem- remembering. He had a gun, and he was starting to put it away, and I shot him. And this is this is exactly where Herschel, and this is at the end of season three, uh, was right there. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and Herschel told Rick, he says, hey, man, you're going to have some problems with that little kid. You better get him in line because he just the, the kid was disarming. He was putting the gun down, and, and, and Carl killed him in cold blood. Was this necessary? No. I mean, I just... See, this is the only irredeemable part of Carl, I think. That's why they had to bring it up. Like, this is the only murdery part of Carl. Everything else Carl did was, like, injustified, right? It was defense. It was He actually murdered this kid. And I guess, I don't know, they had to address it? I don't know. Like, it just it was bothering him? It was bothering the writers, I guess. I don't know. No, I just think they were reaching. You think they were reaching? Well, no, I mean, he's pointing out that... You cha- you kept it together for me because you knew that what whatever it was, but we all already knew that. I know we didn't four. have to yeah, have. I know we went this, this moment right. at all. No. We, yeah, when season four opened up and Rick was Farmer Rick, right? Yeah. Yeah, we went through all this already. He did it for Carl, right? We know why he didn't. Okay, so yeah. We, and we, I and I say to myself, you know, by the ratings, they don't. They're not going up. They're either going down or they're staying the way they were. Right? So t- talking so they, about season four is not going to give you season four ratings, huh? Right. So we're, <laughs> well, and you're not you're not speaking to an audience that that it's not like the like raising writings, right? Where you'd want right. to reference something that somebody maybe didn't see. Right. So you, you you didn't have to tell you tell you're already talking to the choir. We were there. We yeah. watched it. Uh, I'll get back to Morgan and Gavin. Morgan beats on Gavin. Gavin calls him a sick man. You're a very bad man. Morgan slowly approaches. Gavin insists he didn't have many options. Gavin suggests Morgan go back to the hilltop. You know, you guys can go. Just go. We're not going to mess with those people. And then he starts getting angry. You think you can beat Negan? Gavin asks. You can't. It ain't getting back to how it was. No. Morgan's ready to kill him at this point. And then we switch back again. Rick and Carl. Um... Uh, again, Carl is saying to Rick, no, no, what happened, what you lost, all those things you had to do, all those things you had to do, you were just a boy. This is, Carl, I guess, Rick talking to Carl now. Um, Gavin mentions Morgan about a search for Henry, um, which I don't, I don't understand this whole Henry thread. Killing me won't make any of it go away, Gavin says. You're still going to wake up in some same crap tomorrow. Honestly, I think they're trying to draw a parallel between, like, uh, you know, here's uh, Henry, who's, you know, Carol is supposed to be kind of like mentoring or whatever. Right. And the, what he does at the end, and then when they put Carl away, you know, and, and let him do what he has to do at the end. I think they were they're trying to like make a, trying to make a parallel, it seemed like to me. No, I think you're right. I think they were referencing the other boy that died. What was his name? Um, The, the brother of this little kid. What was his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the one that got I killed. That's, the one, he's, that's yeah. the one Gavin's talking about. Not the little boy that's sneaking around the woods right now. Right? Cause right. Don't, okay. Carlton, yeah, the killing me yeah. won't do it. Like, it, but the whole thing is, it just doesn't. 
play, though. It's like you guys are still out, but we have to take you out. Like it's, it's kind of clumsy. You know? uh, I was it's a clumsy to, way yeah. of doing it. I am Negan. I was waiting for that to come out. I'm Negan. I'm Negan. Uh. Carl continues talking to Rick. Uh, again, okay, back and forth. That's why you changed. You brought those people from Woodbury again. We're talking about season four all over again. Okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, it just goes right back to the, the opening episodes. I guess Gimple is in love with his writing back then, so he's trying to reference it. Um, Ezekiel is in love with the ratings from back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh. We, we took the Woodbury folks in. You were a farmer. It was great. You know, you put the gun away. It could be like that again. That's a. Uh... I think it was Aaron, somebody, Aaron, I think, posted a, a chart of the audience score from Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Right. Did you see that? Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, that's that says a lot. But you right know there. what it is? It, it, it feels like you don't trust that you are able to tell all of that without explaining the entire last season. It's like you don't you don't trust that you can have the actors, you know, you can write a thing where the actors can express all that in the scene right. that you have to kind of do a do a whole it's like every it feels like the, when they're on stage and they're like um i'm i'm angry because she stole my baby from last week and i'm here to get revenge like you're explaining every like soap that, opera like a, like a yeah, yeah it right. just feel like a soap opera like and you you say to yourself as a person watching it you can say to yourself uh, dude, we know this already. Like, wouldn't a person know this already? Why would you have to explain to your father he was there? That's not. It doesn't feel like a genuine conversation. It just seemed like more exposition, though. And yeah. It was un- and it was unnecessary too, because I mean, yeah. the people that saw that in the fourth season—that's a long resolved thing, like you said, Daryl. It's not something you need to bring up again. You no, know? and you left a note. Like, what is in the note? If he's doing all this talking, what did he put right. in the note? Yeah. Yeah, what's he have? Say, Dad, go back to season four. Love, love, Carl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the note just says, my name is Carl, not Coral. <laughs> Carl Papa. And, and damn, Pop, change your shoes. They stink. They stank. <laughs> we stinking. Uh, let's see here. So, again, Ezekiel insists Morgan stop his assault on Gavin. He calls it the coward's way. The coward's way. Morgan struggles to spare him, but does kind of. Yeah, I think I think he was actually going to kill him, but then suddenly. Yeah, I thought he was too. Yeah, we kind of see what happens because, uh, you know, he gets stuck from behind by the little boy. Okay. Like, why would I feel now, bad for that guy? I just I'll get real quick and then I let you go, Chubb. Why oh, would yeah. I feel sorry for this dude? You've shown he. I haven't seen him really show any kindness besides uh, stopping bullies from, you know, fighting too much. But if you had shown me some episodes where he actually did do something kind, though, then Gavin. maybe I'd care a little. Yeah, Gavin. Maybe I'd care a little he... bit. But, but he really didn't do anything that I would sit there and go, I feel bad that that dude is dead. He like, was the I least sadistic. He was the least sadistic out of the lieutenants. Let's just put it that at way. At least was... don't do well for me. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm trying to answer your question. Like, you know, I'm not no, I get, you. Yeah. I get you, but I'm just saying, like, to be the least sadistic. <laughs> right. Ever. He's more pragmatic, lieutenant. Yeah, yeah right. I, I'm like, with Morgan, kill them all, then. I'm sorry, kill them all. Kill them all. Now, here's a couple of things. First of all, to, to your point, Daryl, um, I think that it would have sparing him and taking him back as one of the leaders. That's a valuable hostage right there, right? Well, it's a valuable hostage, but also 
it speaks to somewhat of the theme of what Carl's been saying the whole episode, and this could be one of the stepping stones towards that peace between them and the saviors because, you know, here's somebody that can testify to the whole mm-hmm. Interesting, thing of, interesting, yeah. of that. And I really wish that they would have done it where Morgan would have saw Henry at the last second and blocked his stick with his. Oh, wow. And spared him. But nope, that's not what they did. Instead, that they did something been. that makes absolutely no sense to me because I want somebody to explain to me how a 10-year-old boy can jab a stick through the back of a grown man's axis yeah, of little, his spine, rough, yeah. through neck cartilage, and out through the front of his throat. I call it, it doesn't right matter. It, it, no, it, I'm th- and I, I bet you they're thinking it's it doesn't matter. The audience will go with it because we want to have the in- again. They're trying to make us feel that impact of when you see a child murder somebody, even if it's in revenge. You still see to see a child, a young young child, murder someone. It's right. supposed to play with my heartstring, but we're not. Guess, we're we're desensitized to it at this point, right? It's like okay, but it yeah. Did. yeah, it just didn't. But do they. It. I mean, even if that is the case, Daryl, they could have still done it in a more plausible way. I mean, he could have still stabbed him, you know, through. You, you absolutely right. But you know, they wanted to do that. Da, 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 the surprise, you know, the blade goes through the the stick goes through the neck and you didn't see that coming kind of thing. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what they choose to do. Oh, I totally saw it coming that that kid was going to try and kill him. I, I. I, I knew that. But was that way, happen. though. I mean, but yeah. that way. They wanted to do the, the, the crazy kill. They wanted to do one of those. I mean, I buy it when they have these types of deaths when they're killing, like, one year old decrepit walkers, but a live human being. No. Uh, with, with kind of a blunted stick. It wasn't exactly, like, razor sharp, right? It was kind of. Yeah, it didn't make it's no pointy. sense. It's pointy. It it's no. pointy, but not, like, yeah. Well, anyway, as we go back to Carl, this is where his life is now fading and. Um, this is where he basically describes the dream. And again, just we'll get to the end, and I'll, I'll totally give you my theory on this. He goes, I know you can't see it yet, but he goes, um, I, I could see it. You have a beard. It's bigger. It's grayer. Michonne's happy. Judith is older. She's listening to the songs I used to before Alexandria got bigger. Um, there's new houses. There's crops. People are working. Everybody's living, helping everybody else live. You can still be who you are. That's how it could be. It could. Again, he's he's trying to bring up those feelings in, in Rick that he had. Again, going back to that time when he put his gun away and he did mm-hmm. become that farmer Rick and tr- tried to be you know be more of a human than just a machine, and um, you know, and not trusting anybody and just killing everybody. So the dream sequence is now playing to Carl's description. And then Rick says, Carl, it was all for you, like you said, right from the start, back in Atlanta, the farm, everything I did, it was for you. The prison, it was for you. And Judith, it still is. It's going to be. Nothing's going to change that. And Carl says, again, I want this for you, Dad. And then Rick says, okay, I'll make it real. I promise I'm going to make it real. So Rick promises he will he will live out Carl's vision of the future somehow. And I guess that promise is going to have some weight, as you were talking about, Chubb. Henry stands before Ezekiel, questioning what he had done. Um, Ezekiel insists, uh, says, I had to, Henry says. Carol scolds him for following them. Again, she's yelling at the little boy. Against He just killed somebody, but who cares, right? Morgan stands silently. So, again, Morgan's a little, little hope he doesn't lose his total killer instinct here, but maybe he's a little twisted now to see the boy he taught to use the stick just kill somebody yeah. pretty much in cold blood. 
And then you hear Carol in the background whispering to the kid, I'm going to take you to a little flower patch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told you not to follow me. I know how Plus, I mean, he says exactly what Morgan says. He says when he kills him, he had to. You know, that's exactly right. what Morgan yeah. said earlier. So. Had to, man. Had to, man. Yeah, get it on. Uh, well, actually, and Gavin is responsible, I think, for the death of his brother at the very least, right? So, I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of justice if you want to say that. You got to do something. That, but, yeah. You got to give me something where he kills someone who's not even like a soldier. You got to you got if you want to play that game and make me feel, you know, like if you're trying to do that to show that the kid is a monster, then you got to you got oh, to have a total innocent. We need to kill a total innocent person. Okay, yeah, I got you. I yeah. see what you're saying. Did, right. Here, if he killed a worker, you know, like, like a worker in, just, in in the sanctuary just out of nowhere, right? right? Okay, I got right. you. Yeah. And he, and he, and he has no remorse about it. That's a kid, you know. Then that's, that's shocking. I'm like, that's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Carl's last breaths are coming. He says, "I'm sorry, I couldn't protect you." Rick said, um, "A father's job is to protect his son." Carl insists it's just love. Um, he reaches for his pistol on, on his on his side. Carl does his own pistol. Michonne says, "Wait a second, wait a second. It should be somebody he loves." But Carl says, "Well, look, if you can do it, we should do it, right?" And um, Carl says, "I grew up." I have to do this. Rick and Michonne are broken. I love you, he says. I love you too, Michonne tells him. Carl looks to Rick. He says, I love you, Dad. Rick goes in. I love you, Carl. I love you, son. He kisses him on the forehead. And again, he says, I'll make it real. I make it real. I promise I'll make it real. So again, there's some weight here. You know, when Rick when Rick sets his mind to something, mm-hmm. something's going to happen here. Um, the next days, Rick and Michonne, says the next days, but I guess the next minutes, Rick and Michonne sit outside the church. They hear the gun go off as Carl shoots himself, and they are later seen digging a grave for his body, which again brings us to the beginning of the episode where we see them digging the the dirt. So in the dream sequence, again, at the end, uh, you know, this this is, again, we can, I don't know how you want to cover this, maybe after the, I don't know how we want to do this, maybe after the busters, but in the dream sequence, Judith greets a gleeful Negan at the farm. This is the last part of the dream sequence. And he goes, morning to you, darling, he says. So, again, we see this future where Eugene is redeemed and and mm-hmm. now Negan is part of the, the community somehow in an older form of him, but he's there. Um, and Rick is not far away. In fact, Rick kind of lets her run towards Negan, so he's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the future again, and this is where it gets a little confusing. Again, I'll get to this. I promise I'll get to this at the end. Rick's sitting. Now we see where he is because all this time with, the, with with this crazy color on the face, you don't really know where he is. Right, you don't really know. Right. We thought we did, but we really don't. Now they zoom out a little bit. He's leaning up against a tree. He's got a lot of blood on one side of his hand, on, on, on like his hand, his right hand is covered in blood. And I think his leg is injured at that point, but we don't know. So that's kind of you know, and, and this is where we leave off. So again, I'll, we'll cover it in just a few minutes if we can just hold our thoughts on that to the end because I think so it's, you it's very think important. His- you think his leg is injured there? Yeah, that's that. I'm gonna so get to that. So it's yeah. not Carl's vision. Right. He's Nostradamus. It's please. Rick. I think it's Rick. In the, oh, well, we'll talk about it in a minute. We'll talk about it. Okay. Right. Let's just get to the. Let's get to it. So that's the end of the episode. An hour and a half later, we got through it. We got through mm-hmm. it together. We got through it man. together, man. And we got through this. Carl. That's it. We missed. We missed something. Hold on. Well, we, well, we, well. Aaron phoned it in. We're gonna get oh, okay. to that. We're gonna get to that. But let's we'll before we that. even get to that, let's do. Why don't a, we talk about our sponsor? Exactly. We'll do a quick word from our sponsor. We'll get to the phone in uh, red machete review, and then we'll do the busters. So, um, 
Who wants to do the sponsor this week? DCB Services is our sponsor, and they're quite lovely people, and they're a great place for all of your geeky needs, whether that be graphic novels or T-shirts or action figures or uh, comic books or whatever you're looking for. You can find it at DCBService.com. Uh, Action Comics 1000 is coming out. That's quite a milestone. Very few comics ever make it to the 1000th issue, and they're coming in to pull out all the stops for that. But for our Walking Dead fans, I wanted to point out that uh, one of their offerings this month is an Ezekiel Funko Pop, <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool um, okay. from from the show. Um, Funko Pops, of course, very, very popular uh, collectible and toy uh, that's been, you know, past few years really been taking over a lot of uh people's collections and uh the ezekiel funko pop is here and they have it at dcb service for uh about half the price you'd pay anywhere else it's 50 percent off also there's a really sweet um uh negan uh um, oh he's cool he's sta- gray statue hair. yeah okay yeah yeah and there's a negan statue him swinging up lucille behind him looking like he's gonna go for the fences uh, you can you know, pose it with your other Walking Dead statues or whatever. The uh, the retail on that's two hundred and fifty, but at DCB Service you're only going to pay one hundred and eighteen dollars. If you're interested in getting into the comics and seeing what we're talking about, as far as like uh, you know deviations from such, you can get them in uh, single issues there, trades, uh, the giant compilations, which is what I get. There are forty eight issues, uh, hardbound in a or not hardbound but softbound in a, in a paperback edition. They're also really nice uh, um, hardcover. Uh, versions if you wanted something nice for your shelf you can find all that at dcb service uh, a lot of birthdays coming up this time of year a lot of uh, a lot of great uh deals for your geeky uh, people on your shopping list there dcb service is a place to go the prices are nice and uh the people are even better if you are a um a stickler for uh um, um collectibles as our good friend russ is uh he can tell you first and se- firsthand uh, that they take very good uh, care in wrapping and uh, packaging all the stuff they send to you, uh, a lot more than you're going to get for the you know giant nameless corporations that mail stuff to you, <clears throat> Amazon. And uh, <laughs> sometimes, and a lot of times, you can find better prices on DCB uh, at DCB Service on that kind of stuff than you can at some of the big box retailers. So uh, we definitely would like you to check them out, DCB Service, also their brother site, In Stock Trades. Uh, they always have a lot of great specials there, a lot of uh, a lot of discounts. And, uh, you know, if you have, if you're a geeky person yourself, and I imagine you are some stripe because you were listening to this podcast and you watch The Walking Dead, uh, or if you know someone in your life who's a comic book person or a geeky person of some sort, then by all means, right now everybody is into Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther is a hot thing right now. And, of course, they have all the great runs of Black Panther, the Christopher Priest run, the Don McGregor classic stuff, all the stuff that made the... the um, the movie's so great. Uh, all the source material, they have that available there now, too. So uh, definitely check that out. DCB Service, uh, they're good people to work for, great prices, or good, and good people to work with, great prices, and an excellent selection of stuff. Uh, one, throw out one thing, though. if You uh, you can also pick up the collected edition of Star Trek, uh, The Next Generation Mirror Broken, because it's oh, traded yeah. and, and oh, yeah. available right now. It's, it was it's out an for incredible series. Yeah, it's back yeah, in. But it, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah so that J.K. Woodward art is beautiful, man. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm looking right now at the Black Panther movie light-up mask. I might get that just to, like, crouch in the darkness in my house. 
<laughs> just light up. This Negan want... statue is awesome. It's 118 bucks. You're right. It's a McFarlane one. What is it? 10 inches. They got it. the details on these statues are amazing. This is it's a yeah, 10 McFarlane. Those McFarlane statues are crazy. They don't yeah, play. I mean, 118 no. bucks, but it's like mm. the detail is amazing on this thing. Yeah, it's it's a nice, it's a really nice thing. Like I said, he's in that batter up position. He looks like he's about to take someone's yeah, head he's out. He's taking Glenn out right here or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. whatever. He's doing something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. So yeah. DCP Service is definitely the place you want to go to find all that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jim, thank you for covering that. So lest we forget, and of course, if Aaron was here, we would have kind of woven it into the episode. But we had a continuation of hashtag Red Machete uh, brought to you by Taco Bell Live Moss. Now, and... this is when the real Walking Dead begins. Exactly. <laughs> real Red Machete is my sh- so I will <laughs> actually it's really good. I, I'm really enjoying it. I will read um, Aaron's coverage of that and then we'll read his busters afterwards. So he says, meanwhile, The Walking Dead presents hashtag Red Machete presented by Taco Bell hashtag Live Moss came back with a vengeance as we followed Joe and the claimed crew for a brief period. Not as twist heavy as the previous. The Walking Dead presents hashtag Red Machete presented by Taco Bell hashtag Live Moss. But a good episode of The Walking Dead presents hashtag Red Machete presented by Taco Bell hashtag Live Moss. Nonetheless. I'll be curious as to how this plays out because having familiar faces is sort of refreshing. So I definitely agree with that. I, I love Joe and the Claimers. I could watch a lot of that, and it was it's pretty cool to see what happened. Um, you know, they kind of was they watched this guy just get tore tore to pieces. They didn't even try to help him. Uh, this this poor guy my in the woods. favorite. Yeah. This is definitely my favorite series of Taco Bell Live Moss uh, <laughs> programming. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, I mean, the hashtag Live Moss is really uh, living up to its uh, potential here. Claimed. All right, so let's get to uh, our busters and then our uh, our listeners' busters, and then we can kind of maybe you know tail end with our, our theories if you like. So uh, we'll start with you, uh, Richard. You busters. Well, there there were a lot of things that I had issue with in this episode as i've talked about and but at the same time there were some very good moments in the episode it's just how we got to them that i i took issue with um i really do not feel this needed to be 90 minutes and i'm always excited when i get more of a show that i follow (laughs) in an episode i'm i I always want that in most shows but when they when they when they waste their time and and we have to get more commercial breaks and everything else throughout it. It just I I it, it's a waste. You know, back when we got those supersized Walking Dead episodes early in the series, it was worth it. Like a treat. Now, it was like yeah, it was real. Yeah. yeah. Now I just I dread it. I, actually, I didn't know it was going to be a ninety minute episode either. And as it got towards the end of the hour, I was like. They seem like they're wrapping up, but I have a feeling that maybe they're not. I'm like, oh, please don't tell me this is a 90-minute episode. And it was. Um, So I don't want to bag too much on the episode, but I don't want to praise it a whole lot either. So I'm going to go right down the middle at two and a half uh, busters. Okay. Russell? I'll give it a three. I I really like the Morgan stuff uh, and... There were there were some moments with the the Carl death, but again, just kind of like what we said before, didn't need to be ninety minutes. Uh, I think it lessened a lot of the impact, and the editing was just just off. Okay, Mr. Taylor. Um, yeah, I have to give it two and a two and a half. Um, it, yeah, I had issues with the way that they're trying to manipulate the audience to really feel 
something more than do, do the work making us feel something. Um, the Morgan stuff I enjoyed. It, it's not. It, I mean, even the the actor that, that plays Carl, he did he did great. He he was not. He didn't do a bad job. I, it's all on the writing, I think, and the editing that makes me um, that made it come off just kind of not the way that they intended it for me. It just didn't have that emotional. Didn't hit any of those emotional beats for me at all. Gotcha, Jim. I give it a three. I um. I really, I, I hate it when I'm watching a movie or a show or something, and there, there's an A plot line and a B plot line, and one is way more interesting than the other. Um, the, I thought the Carl stuff went on way too long, and there was like there were people that should have been emotional weren't, and the people that should, be, you know, barely knew Carl were like, you know, ready to dedicate their lives to him. I mean, it just seemed like like Daryl makes a great point about the writing and the editing there. I like the Morgan stuff. I like the Carol stuff. Um, I, I, you know, I didn't mind the Henry stuff that kind of made sense. It kind of, you know, you know, kind of arced well there, but the other parts of it just did not make up for it. So I gave it a straight up three. I'll read Aaron's and then I'll get into my own. Um, he says, Hey guys, sorry. I could not make it for this week's mid season premiere episode, but I had a sparrow to catch. Anywho, I don't uh, think a, uh, a red sparrow, a red, he just wrote sparrow, but you're right. Uh, that's actually looks like a pretty cool movie. Actually. I don't think Black, I'm the, you mean black widow. <laughs> exactly. Any, yeah, is that what it, yeah. Anyway, I don't think I'm the only one that had little enthusiasm for the sort of middle of the road episode. It's well performed, I guess, and the effort uh, to make a major character's death matter should mean plenty. But I just couldn't find myself getting all that emotional over the wrong-headed decision to kill off Carl. So, without having much invested, an extended episode ended up feeling like another poor attempt to drum up excitement for a longer show that didn't need to be longer. Kind of echoing what we're all saying. Oh, and Morgan ripped off out of guy, guys and test. I don't have much to say there except for that. So good for Lenny J James and his willingness to get up in all them guts. Three busters. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, myself, I will give it also three. And for me, that's pretty on the low end. I, I don't usually go to, I don't dip below much three unless something is really, really off. Um, I'll tell you what I wanted to see. And I didn't see it. I wanted to see, and it, maybe it's too cliche, but I, I, I wanted it. I could taste it. I wanted to see some like flashbacks, like to season two or season one, or you know, Carl and 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 Rick talking, and that Bear McCreary music just creeping up. That old, the old theme, you know, the the season two theme on the farm, and man, that would have got me emotional, right? The, you know, you got that in Talking Dead. Okay, right. They they did a little montage, and you're 100 percent right in the Talking Dead. That's what I wanted to see in the episode, and I guess that's too. I guess that's too cliche, right? God forbid we do a black and white, you know, montage or something or memory. But I mean, that would have got that would have got me a little, at least somewhat emotional for Carl going away, like going, you know, remembering some of his best moments. But obviously, they didn't do that. So um, again, they, they, we, we talked about the problems with the episode. I think we're all on the same page with that. It was too long. Um, some of the editing, I think, so like I said, the music could have been a bit better too to help with the emotional. It just didn't seem to be. Bear at his best. Maybe it was tuned down purposely for a reason. I don't know, but um, I was expecting some more there. So 3.0 for me. But who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group of listeners. It's uh, Facebook.com, and just do a search for the Walking Dead TV podcast. You hit Join Group, and you get to have your very own Buster ratings for the Walking Dead or Toby ratings for Fear the Walking Dead, read by the one and only Jim Dietz. So, and Jim, I, what did our I listeners have to, have to apologize. say? I have to apologize for my scratchy voice this week. I'm kind of fighting a throat thing, but yes. uh, 
Do you want uh, us to take turns, Jim, so you don't have to talk as much? No, I think I can do this. Okay. I'll power through it. I have to. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing it for you. He does it all. Doing it for Coral. Doing it all for you and Judith. Uh, David B. the third, uh, 3.5 Negan family visions out of five. It was great seeing the King have no fear of his impending death. Morgan breaking bad was the pinnacle and Karen turning every kid she touches into psychopaths. <laughs> that Carl death was a slow draw tribute that drugged down my points, but glad now to understand the beard, uh, patiently waiting for the ultimate showdown. Uh, Jeff Rhodes decided to break out the hater aid this week. Uh, one buster. This show is the one. This is some rock bottom stuff. The writing is horrible. It's like a show for five year olds in an adult setting. They explain every little thing. Are we really digging up when Carl killed that kid at the prison? Nobody cares. (laughs) And Carol messes up another kid. Is he ever going to shut up? I wish he would just die already. Uh, Brent Jones, give it. Damn. I know. It's our, our haterade corner this week. Uh, Brent Jones, uh, I give it a solid 3.75. Morgan used the hand. He ripped his guts out to wipe his face. Gross. Out of five. I didn't realize that. I didn't notice that either. Uh, love, love, me, love crazy Morgan. I know this was a focus on Carl's death episode, but it was hard to stay in the moment with all those commercials, but I'm glad they filled in some backstory. Uh, DeRay Irving Chime said, well, you open more beer during the commercials. Duh. Uh, Charlie Messing. Two and a half busters. I remember season two when Carl was shot. I ran over to my compendium to purposely get a spoiler. I needed to know that Carl lived, and now here we are at his actual death, and I'm just like, die already. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. That's not a knock on Carl or Chandler, to be honest. I have no connection to any character on the show. The show went off the rails somewhere, and I can only hope they get it back to where it was. But I have my doubts. By the way, I don't think a child can put a stick through the neck of a grown man. Yep, you guys. Thank that. you. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Right. On uh, Susan Monk, two point seven five. Morgan stuck on clear out of five. Hell yeah. Uh, the Walking Dead really knows how to drag out some storytelling, don't they? It's sad to see Chandler go, but he'll go on to bigger, better projects. Henry at the Kingdom will be the new future serial killer child, and Sadiq will be the new Carl in Alexandria. Hmm. Uh, but we all know that if Carol had made cookies for Henry, he wouldn't be a future serial killer. <laughs> That's the power of Carol's cooking. It That's is. That's right. Uh, next to die, Michonne's and Ezekiel's wigs, please. Tired of the dreadlocks, huh? The fake ones? Okay. I, I could have sworn that that line in Black Panther where she uh, talks about the wig when I was a little dig at the wig she wears. In I thought so, too. Sure it was. I just I couldn't help but think that. I'm just like, man. Uh, Jeff Rhodes, uh, Nick Nicotero just referred to uh, Judith in the dream sequence as six-year-old Judith. Was that a slip or does it matter? Yeah, we'll talk about That's that. That's what I said. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Dre Irvin, five heartfelt equilibriums out of five. Honestly, I'm very happy to have Walking Dead back. If we got to give Carl a goodbye episode, I'm glad it was this one. I've never been a big Carl fan, but damn, Chandler Riggs had all these years in his death. His final moments were gold. Also, does impending death make your facial hair grow faster? Uh, Gavin had some of the best lines tonight. It's getting shittier, and now you're going to die. Morgan pulled that dude's guts out, and I screamed at my TV. Uh, Rest in peace, Carl. Hell, even a rest in peace to Gavin. Looking forward to how this plot moves forward. Uh, Mike Jones, three silenced quarrels out of five. It was hard for me to look forward to seeing something I so disagreed with. Next week's preview looks good. That's all I got. All right. Uh, Janet Broom. Three dream sequences out of five. It was nice to finally have some questions from the first half of the season answered. But overall, the episode felt disappointing for the return of a show I really look forward to. 
Carl's death felt kind of dragged out. Hmm. As an audience, we've known he was going to die for over a month. I don't see we really. I don't feel we really needed to, that many goodbye speeches. Also, why can't we have a balanced Morgan? He's either a crazy killer or a pathetic pacifist. <laughs> uh, Johnny Stower, 2.5, kick that can down the road, Gimple out of five. Damn, was that drawn out? But it was nice to see how the Saviors got out and what will happen to the Snipers and Morgan. That was cool. Uh, Morgan got the ultimate Indiana Jones kill ever on the show, badass. Yeah, Carl died, sad, effed up the story, whatever. Let's talk about that end scene. I think Rick will kill Negan at the end of All Out War. So we'll see what happens. Okay, he's 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 speculating here. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, obviously he doesn't know, right. and that's why he's upset. He couldn't do what Carl had hoped for. Uh, I really. He also thinks that Andrew Lincoln will exit the show after next season. I don't not think. I don't think so. Interesting. I actually so. Anywho, missed the uh, missed the group in the podcast. Glad to be back. We are glad to be back too. It's been too long. Oh, no. yeah. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, Michael Santana, three point five chitlinectomies. Chitlinectomies. Out of five. <laughs> oh man. Dr. Morgan working his magic. Uh, bum to see Carl go, but we've beat that horse enough. Cracks me up to hear Hardwick say that any character could go at any time. Oh, actually, gosh. when their contract is up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, gonna stick it out to the bitter end. Great to have you guys back. Thank you. Uh, Ian Roswell, uh, 3.5 sharp pointy sticks out of 5. <laughs> nice Monty Python callback there, buddy. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. I thought the dialogue between characters was very good. I enjoyed the very symbolic moment when Daryl took Judith away down the tunnel and the light caught the angel wings on his back. Uh, Rick's face showed he caught it too. Uh, brilliant between Gavin and Ezekiel. Uh, my only downer is that the saviors appear to be made of paper mache. No way can Morgan really stab someone with a kick, kick with a stick, let alone that kid. Good yep. to have it back. Alan uh, Rutledge, 20 out of 50 shades of Carl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, no, I had no comment needed there. Uh, Scott Homan, two feet of ripped out intestines out of five. Uh, for a 90-minute mid-season premiere, this was a snooze. I really loved all the Carol, Morgan, Ezekiel stuff, but everything else felt painful to sit through. I don't know if it's bad writing or I don't care enough about Carl. Um, Richard Sherrington, 3.5. One of the saviors was gutted to see Morgan leaving the parent show out of five. Oh, <laughs> clever wait, mag. Clever wait, Jim, mag. I know you're under the weather, but Richard what? Well, I'm sorry, what would you say? Richard Chopper Cherry Sherrington. Okay, thank you. Thank I'm sorry. You. Yeah, come on. It's not the same if you sorry. don't say it that way. I'm sorry, buddy. Sorry, man. I, I can't believe I missed that. Uh, it really sticks in the throat. Sorry that <laughs> Rick can't say Coral anymore. Uh, Chandler Riggs played his part so well tonight. On the plus side, it's great to have the podcast back. My marathon long training run just haven't been the same without you guys to keep me company. Well, thank you, Chandler oh, Riggs. We're with you all the but, way. But Richard, oh, he still can say it. He's going to say it a lot. We got to do this in the memory of Coral. <laughs> Coral. Rob Cook, 3.5 Psycho Stick Kids out of 5. Coral had to have his death episode, but it did drag out the limited, already limited story. Uh, great to see Morgan still on the rampage. The guts kill was crazy. Still not really getting what the dream stuff was all about. Coral's dream, I suppose, but doesn't even matter now. Roll on the rest of the season. Good to have you back, guys. Thank Good you, Good to Rob. be back, Rob. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Gail Tidwell, 1.5 Homicidal Kids out of 5. Little Henry learned to murder from the best. Great job, Morgan. <laughs> uh, the things Gimple would do to keep Negan alive. What happened to Suicide Mission Carl? What turned him into Gandhi? Oh, well, who cares about the logic, right? <laughs> These Morgan's still crazy, and these people still can't make children stay in the house. Perfect. <laughs> and finally, Adam Fatah. 
Uh, I will give it 2.5 out of 5. T-Dogs. T-Dog. Oh. I was more interested in the B storyline, the main storyline. I will miss Carl, but they dragged out the death scene. The extended episode seems to be a scam for more commercials. And we're always happy to hear your opinions, views, and reviews of the show. By all means, please keep giving us your Buster ratings right there on the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. Uh, it's found on the Facebook, which is very popular with the young people. You may have heard of it. And uh, I'll be happy to keep reading all of your wonderful Buster reviews every every week. All right, Jim. Thank you for doing that. So um, I think before we go any further, because I think we're going to get into some speculation, we'll just put a disclaimer out here. Um, we're going to wrap up in a few seconds, but I want to get into that dream sequence, and it could go into some spoiler spoiler territory borderline with the comic book. So if you don't want to hear our theories or what happens in the comic book, please tune out uh, in, in a moment. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, just some quick news, too, with Lauren Cohan who plays Maggie, and that's something that we didn't discuss on the previous uh, show because it didn't happen yet, uh, the last episode we did a few weeks ago. So apparently she signed on to do an ABC pilot, and her contract was up with, with AMC, as I, I'm sure most of them were every year. And she, look, she's probably looking for more money. I don't blame her. She's not getting that kind of, you know... Um, Richard, you know, Dean, he's not getting the Dean Morgan money. She's not getting the, uh, you know, the Andrew Lincoln money. So, uh, you know, I, I guess she wanted to step up. She is the leader of the community after all, right? But they didn't, uh, they didn't play ball. So what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's, she's gone? Is it just a kind of a, It's know, a tactic. It's a tactic? Okay. So the show we got picked up, she may still come back. We don't know, right? Like it could she, be... she signed on for a pilot. That doesn't mean that she's going to be a series regular in something. That doesn't even mean whatever that pilot is is going to get picked up. This is a tactic. I mean, it still could end up her exiting the show. But right. they, it, to me, it would be a very big mistake. I mean, she, you know, just like Judith and Rick are going to be Coral's memory going on, she's Glenn's, you know. So I, I think it would be a big mistake on their part, but who knows. Anyone else have any thoughts? Or? Well, I mean, if she signed up for a pilot and just looking at, at the just what the show's about and everything – is she set the star opposite? Um, uh, who's? Uh, I was just reading this. Da, da, da. Scott Foley. So this doesn't sound like she's going to, you know, have just like a guest appearance or be in a few episodes. So I mean, if she's willing to commit to a pilot that could get picked up for potentially, this is an ABC show. So you're talking at least. 12 on the front half and then if it gets renewed you're talking 22 to 24 i i don't know that that's a tactic uh i'm reading an article right now written today by ben lee from digital spy it says lauren cohan is still in talks to return to the walking dead uh although everyone else has contracts in place she doesn't her contract is up at the end of the season and her future on the show has been uncertain Previous reports suggested that although she's not seeking parity with Andrew Lincoln or Norman Reedus, but she's unhappy with what she's being offered, which again, I, I can kind of understand that. She's she's one of the main characters now, right? I mean, she's one of the leaders in the group, and she probably has a lot of scenes, and she yeah. wants she wants some money. I, I, I can't say I blame her, right? I mean, this, this happens. Well, and they've built up the whole storyline of her becoming the real leader at the hilltop, like in the comics. Right. And to abandon that, I just it's a mistake. Yeah, I think plus, I mean, a lot of uh, actresses now are looking for salary, more salary parity now with their male counterparts. As they should. As they should, absolutely. I mean, we hear about, you know, um, 
Jessica Jessica Chastain going to bat for Octavia Spencer and uh, you know women you know they they deserve to be paid. I mean, AMC AMC is notorious for cutting corners financially. Yeah, uh, they don't. don't play. Play. Oh, yeah. they don't. They don't like. They don't play. play. Pay and they don't play. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I mean, you know, she's a she is you know as much of a regular on the show as I mean as just about anybody else and one of the more popular characters. I mean, mm-hmm. it, for her it to puts him in a weird more money. Predic- it makes sense, you know. Yeah, and it puts him in a weird predicament because if if she goes, obviously it would happen somewhat soon. So unless they do a time jump, she's still pregnant. And if right. they kill her off, then it's like, okay, we've been through, we've seen this story already. It was with Lori, right? Right. She dies mm-hmm. at childbirth. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're talking about uh, getting rid of, you know, right now, right now, there's what three characters that have been on since since season one. You've got McBride, you've got, um, Andrew Lincoln, Daryl, yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, Carol, Daryl, and and. Rick. And car and uh, Rick. Rick. Those are the only three. I mean, t- I guess you could say Morgan too, because he did appear in season right. one, but he wasn't a regular no. by any stretch. So he's actually the longest living companion of Rick at this point, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, it sounds like you guys are saying it sounds like Maggie is kind of the you know the way forward for them, and so the fact that they didn't lock this up, I mean, I you know who knows like. Given uh, how the filming goes and in the schedule of The Walking Dead, I mean, maybe she shows up in, you know, I don't know, maybe she could she could, sh- you know, shoot three episodes worth of stuff, right, or two episodes per half season, and depending on how they cut it, you know, that could be, uh, you know, it could take her her through, you know, maybe the pilot doesn't get doesn't get picked up, and then you know they're they're willing to to pony up a little more cash and they bring her back, but. It's just weird. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I think if it was a negotiating tactic, then, then, a, then we, we wouldn't be hearing about this. We would be hearing that AMC re-signed her, right? Um, or renegotiated her contract and she wouldn't com- commit to a pilot because AMC has got to know, like if she's committing to a pilot and that pilot gets picked up, like she's, she's not really going to have any time to. Um, to shoot. I mean, we saw yeah. it with Sinequa Martin Green like that. I mean, they were like, well, she could pay, do two. And, and then we find yeah. out, well, no, yeah. that, you know, no, she couldn't. Um, so it's uh, a, it's a sitcom actually in ABC that, that she signed up to do. It's a Bill Lawrence produced sitcom called Whiskey Cavalier set to star Cohen and Scandal Scott Foley as the two lead roles. Well, and that's the thing is, do you know how many sitcoms get pilots Every year, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it says if it's a hit, the comedy will follow FBI agent Will Chase, played by Foley, and his new partnership with CIA operative Frankie Trowbridge as Cohan plays as the two navigate saving the world and each other. Okay, yeah. and yeah. also there are a lot with sitcoms where people do sign on for the pilot, but then they get replaced if it gets picked up. Mm-hmm. So and then they yeah. Reached, yeah so I mean again this I think it's a tactic at this point. It's a it's a weird it's a weird predicament, right? I mean the ratings are not have not been the way they wanted it to be. They're trying to make changes, right? You know, like to make major changes um, to try to get more people to come back to that have left. Um, her being gone, I. It would not be a would not help 
Nope. But she's not a but she's not a superstar yet. You know what I mean? Like she's not she's not like if they, if, if Michonne yeah. left. Like if Michonne was talking about going and they played that game. Oh really? You think Michonne's would, Michonne's got more weight than, than she's got, you think? Right really? now, yes. Wow. <laughs> right now because she's, she's in she's also one of the major players in one of the highest grossing movies of the year so far. Yeah. I mean her her star has never been that bright it's never been as bright as it is right now. Right now. I that's mean, true. That just happened. I mean, all right, that's true. You're right. Yeah. So you you gotta take that into effect and her character is, is popular as well. She's but Rick, I mean so Rick's Rick's Bay. Yeah, so I mean, she she's in movie. She can do other films. I mean, now, like she's at that point now where she can do other movies. Yeah, and um, I, it, but I think this schedule allows for that. I mean, the whole split. I mean, yeah, AMC but I mean, it would. But I mean, it would hurt AMC to not sure. want to keep her. Like that's no, absolutely. Her her agent can when it's time to renegotiate. She, you know, her agent has a lot more. Um, uh, leverage than you know than 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 I'd say the act the the agent for the other actress right now because she hasn't proven a hit until like this has been our only hit TV show right well yeah pretty much I mean I mean she was young but then she did that movie she did a couple of movies too she's done some other stuff but I mean um, I think you know what it is if I was her and I, I've been on the show since season two and then Jeffrey Dean Morgan comes in God knows what kind of money they're throwing his way right God knows and he's just you know, bloviating right? blustering throwing his bat mm-hmm. around look at me I'm Negan and he's making all this kind of buku bucks she goes wait a second I've been on the show since season two I've been with you guys right. I'm, you know I'm leading this community now I'm, I have a lot of scenes this emotional stuff my husband just died I'm playing all this stuff you got this guy swinging a baseball bat making 15 times more than I'm making I kind of agree with her. I think you know you're right. You got to. I don't blame her. No, I don't, I don't blame, blame her at all because God knows what they're paying that guy. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all right, Norman Reedus money and Andrew Lincoln money. Eh, she's not going to get that. Norman Reedus no. was a movie star before she was anybody, right? Yeah, but now, even now, even Reedus and Link and Lincoln aren't getting like they're not. I mean, granted, they're not crying poor, but right. com- compared Link, Lincoln to Lincoln gets what six hundred and fifty grand an episode. Is that what it is? No, Lincoln gets 90, 90. 90 grand an episode. Oh, well, that's... And Redis, Redis, I think, is just below that. I think he's 80, 85. Yeah. And they can afford to up Cohen and Guerrero's salaries. They can. I mean, with the money they get on merchandising alone outside of what they... Uh, no, come but on. Isn't that their, but, but then, and that had been their cons. issue for the longest time is, is they've been... How much money are they actually spending? Isn't that, isn't that been what they've been... Every time we turn around, someone's suing them about. Yeah, Kirk- Kirkman's suing them. Darabont's suing AMC. Everyone's suing AMC. Right? They're, you know, it's they and it's weird piece. because even though from a ratings perspective they do better, I mean it does better than most broadcast and yeah. other cable shows. Yeah, it's still a cable show. So the level of advertising and the money that they're getting per break or whatever isn't probably isn't even as high as it is for shows that aren't as rated as high but are on network television. I mean, I right. think it's, it's still that stigma. So yeah. Yeah. it's it's a weird it's a weird spot. Um and, and given that the ratings are on the decline, my guess is when these guys go to renegotiate contracts, they're probably not gonna get mo like whenever they, they got their re up or whatever it was, that that's probably the like that's the most they're gonna get. Like I just Which is I just, why I, Andrew Lincoln will be gone after season nine. I'm convinced of it. Well I, I don't after season nine, I don't know. Maybe it it would depend on where the show is at by season nine. 
Well, what's his ship, contract status? Is he like season what's nine? Nude through. He's through season nine, and Kirkman just recently announced that he is going to kill Rickoff in the comic series at some point, and I think that that will translate. There was actually an interview a while back with Andrew Lincoln I read where he talked about that, you know, that might be something that is considered, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. So I don't know. To me, I don't know. I just I, – I, I also think as far as the – if Go they ahead. have a renaissance of, of I'm saying, we don't know. Like, if they have a renaissance with this show and kind of brings back, because it's not like they lost everybody. They didn't lose everybody. But, I mean, if they kind of can can get the, the new season, can kind of excite people again to, to come back to the show that have left, I and they're in a good place, I could see him re-signing. There's a lot of fringe money with with this. It's more like, um, all right, I'm reading here, like they're comparing the salaries to the Big Bang Theory and the Gilmore Girls. Like they make over millions of dollars per episode, right? But Yeah, that's CBS. That's true. And that, right, that's CBS. Oh. That, that, that's network. But these guys go to these conventions. They're walking away. I mean, we were chatting about this, you and me, Daryl, on, on, mm -hmm. on the phone. You know, yeah. I mean, these guys walk away $50,000, $60,000 a weekend. Okay, yeah. I know it doesn't sound like a lot of money, yeah. but that you, you don't some get some more. Some more. more. Yeah. All right, so let's go. Let's call it a hundred thousand for I, the Marines. I, okay, I've seen it. I've seen it because it's of the insane. Right, you don't get you don't get conventions around the Big Bang Theory. You don't get conventions around Gilmore Girls. You get conventions of Walker Stalker Con and all this. There's mm -hmm. this whole other subgenre. Jeffrey Dean Morgan didn't go to conventions before the show. What did he go to conventions for? He wasn't around. He, maybe a, maybe a, a he only signing. did he only he, did Supernatural. 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 All right, fine. Yeah. Okay. That was, that but, was, Go for supernatural, and, and that is one of the most expensive cons to date. I know it's here in Pittsburgh. You should look it up, man. It is outrageous when people pay for that. Yeah. So, but now he's earning two hundred dollars a photo, just like Norman Reedus, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. come on. And and Lincoln doesn't do too many of them. He'd be smart if he did more. He just does the ones around Atlanta. He don't like going around too much. But the rest yeah. of them, they they go. They make money on this stuff. So, no, I mean, he's getting two hundred dollars a photo, but or, or that's what it's bringing in. That's not what he's getting. But still, but still it yeah, is ridiculous. Round and around. and then yeah. and right. the, but then if the person that he took the photo with wants to come by and get it signed he's getting 75 bucks a pop right, right and that is his well the deal is they get they get a lump sum to come to come to the con. from the from the con right right then whatever and they then sell they get right. whatever they pictures or whatever they sell yeah well on top of that some of them it's it's either or right like they either get a flat rate like you show up and mm -hmm. we'll pay you x to show up and you will you will basically just be a signing machine Right or well, that's we, how it used. Or to be. you get a piece of the action. Well, even the comic I'm, I'm going by, I can only go by the comic uh, friends of mine that they will get a lump sum. Like they'll get, they'll say, "Hey, I'll give you but ten thousand to show up, ten thousand or whatever, eight thousand, depending on what it is. I'll give you that, and I will cover your travel, transportation, first class, hotel, right? And right. if you well, have things to sell, you can make money off of that in your own. So the entertainment. Sign up. Just, they have a thing where you just sign our stuff, and then you can sell your own stuff. Too. Gotcha, right, yep. right, right. And that's what they do with the with the, So up that, like that's just comic people. I mean, that's people that are you know just doing yeah doing the comics. Up that <laughs> with TV. Well, what movies. they do with the entertainment guests from movies and TV generally now, it's like what you said before, but most of it now is they get what's called a guaranteed minimum. So they they'll pay their hotel, travel, all of that stuff. 
and food and everything else, all the per diem and all that stuff. Um, but then they'll, they're given a minimum guarantee. So you will come and you will sign at the table and all of that stuff. And you will also make a percentage off photo ops and whatnot. And we guarantee you to make at least 10,000 or 3000 or right. whatever it is. Right. And if you don't make that, we'll, we'll, we'll make that up. It's but, covered. It's covered. It's not but, bad for a weekend. But they're right. not really getting that lump sum unless it's not made through their signings or whatnot. Unless it's a sponsored thing where it's they're signing Wizard World stuff or whatever it is. But, or they're yeah. connected. Like but, it, in case to get like a lot of them when you see like why is that person that only did like two episodes here like you feel bad for them? They're only there because they're connected. Like their agent or whatever is connected and, and so <laughs> they get everybody. <laughs> sign for the con and 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 pretty much that's how they get it in like if you want you want the big ones you gotta you gotta take my you gotta take the other ones that was only in like two or three episodes like jim like, like I, was, I was talking to jim for half an minutes. hour because the actor that played jim is like you know i felt bad for the guy nobody was yeah. going up to get his autograph i'm just sitting there no. chit-chatting with him like oh yeah okay that's cool blah 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 blah. that's why when like stan lee shows up they have they have his ass up there for as much as they can and just <laughs> they want they want they, as many people through that yep. line signing as humanly possible yep. no idle chit-chat no nonsense nope. yep. no, no, boom, no. Boom, boom, boom 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 because they've guaranteed him yeah. a, a lot ton of money yeah. And it's they bang, want to get bang, in. no kiss. You just, you just <laughs> got to get exactly. in, get your yep. picture done, and you got to move you out. Like Her- no Herschel's line talking. is long. Herschel's line is always yeah. long. Um, yeah. You know, David Marcy a little bit. You know, the governor. No, not not so much lately, I guess. But it's always Herschel. It's always if it burnt all day. They pay it. for the other people. But they I'll tell you what. The people. The other yeah. people. They have. They have. They all have like second stringers here. Like they had Abraham yeah. here. They had, uh, they yeah. had Eugene here T-Dog. or whatever. T- yeah, and people and people will, people will line up. Big time in Pittsburgh to see those people. I mean, there's yeah, a big those zombie will sign here. them all. Yeah, those ages will sign. They'll but, be representing all thing. of them. But right. to be honest, we really mm-hmm. don't have like a comic, quote unquote, comic convention anymore. It's all a collectibles and mm-hmm. autograph convention. Yeah, right. You know, right. Exactly. So. Anyway, Heroes so, Con isn't like that. That's one of the things I enjoyed about yeah, that. That's why I like but Heroes I, Con too. I will tell you this, and I will not name the actor. But I saw somebody that I was involved with helping at a Dallas Comic Con that was for a week, a four day weekend Comic Con that walked away with six figures and it was all in cash right. from signing autographs right. at that person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is crazy. So again, they're not making millions of dollars per episode per se, right? Yeah. But they have the opportunity to just go on a weekend, fly to New York, fly to San Francisco, mm-hmm. fly to Chicago, fly to Dallas, and do one of these cons, hang out with their people, all expenses paid, have fun, sign some autographs, and make like, like you said, a hundred thousand dollars. Like what? Yeah, I, I mean, this fringe benefits are being on this kind of cable show genre show that you don't get for being on a mainstream type of show. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, they make we a about it but, before, but I think yeah. I think that's where Chandler Riggs over the next two years, he could probably make a really good living off of just doing the just concerts. Right. And yes. he will. He's, he's <laughs> generally well liked. His character mm-hmm. was generally well liked. Right, right. The show's still popular. And I, I, I yeah. He does cons poor, hard. Like he yes, does a he does. lot of cons. He does poor, him and his family. Poor him though. I read last night that um he actually closed on a house near the filming in Atlanta the <laughs> day before he got the script that he was being killed. Yeah, on. we talked Why about that. Why would you that. do that? Yeah, Why would you do that, that on that show? Like that just seems I, silly to me. Like 
I mean, unless you were doing it for an investment, but if you that's what his father like, was talking about. You know why? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not dead in the comic. I'm not dead in the comic. Carl's still You're around, right. baby. Come on. Right. I, I'm Carl. I'm Carl Papa. I really don't think me anybody saw this coming with Carl. This I but, just but, I mean it, But any like this show's proven that nobody is safe. And given yeah. that, why would you tie yourself to something when I don't know, I just I, I can't like most people what, what most people do is they move to wherever the place is shooting at. They'll have a they'll rent a house together. Like a lot of actors will rent the house together. Right. And then uh, but keep wherever they are, you know, keep where they really live. Yeah. And and they just move back. When it's done, they just go back. They go home, and that's how they do it. And a lot of them do it. Like a lot of them places are they they uh, shoot in Canada or somewhere because it's cheaper. They just or since they're going to be in Atlanta, they just rent it. They yeah, rent out yeah. these little Fresh, houses, furnished apartments, houses, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah. Rent Airbnb, it out, baby. Rent out. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, but you know. Well, it is what it is. He, he's he going learned. to college. Yeah, he, that's true. That's true. He'll learn. All right. So good conversation there. We'll see what happens with Lauren Cohan. We'll definitely follow that one um, closely because it definitely affects the show in, in a lot of ways. So, um, okay, cool. Good. Let's just again put the uh, spoiler alert. We're going to get some major theories right here. If you don't want to hear them, you don't want to hear what happens in the comic book, turn off the show right now. And thanks for listening. All right. So... Let me tell you my theory. You guys can pick it apart if you think it's totally off the wall. But I think this is this. What we see him sitting there with that light on his face and against that tree is actually mm-hmm. the future just after he battled Negan. Yep. Okay. The blood is not his. It's Negan's. He just sliced Negan's throat, but not mortally. Right? That's happened in the mm-hmm. comic book. And, mm-hmm. he, and I guess Negan broke his leg pretty bad in, right. in, in that battle. So he's right. against a tree. He decided not to kill Negan, and he quoted that sign. You know what, what did he say? What did I say at the beginning here? What was it? Uh, my scroll. mercy. Right. Uh, let me whatever. Yeah. It says, "My mercy prevailed over my wrath." So mm-hmm. he decided to spare Negan for Carl, and it was. I guess that's a moment where he's crying, thinking about Carl. But that's the future, and the dream is Rick's interpretation of what will happen now after he just saved Negan. Like, so he's now going to try to make that dream come true. So it's like uh-huh. Rick's interpretation of Carl's dream saying, okay, I just didn't kill Negan. And now three years from now, here's what's going to actually be happening. And that's what I, I think. What do you, what I, do you guys well, think? Well, I kind of agree with you. Okay. I, I kind of think the whole I do too. thing, the whole keeping, they love the actor that plays Negan. They uh, love too much. Him. Yeah. They just they, so, they, they won't get rid of him. Yeah. Right. And the comic, I, they didn't I, either. I mean, he's still around. So no, they kept him around. Right. I liked him a lot, but locked I mean, him yeah, up for I a think while. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Locked him up for a while. Then he earned his, uh, his way in. His way back. Fighting I, somebody right. worse. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm not as much of a fan of how they're portraying Negan, which is not his fault necessarily, right. but, but, um, I'm a big fan of him and I don't know. I mean, Okay, so you're saying that the flash forwards we saw, even though Carl was talking about it, that's actually the future that Rick is flashing forward. It's kind. To? Oh no, it's a potential future. The, all right. Yeah. Because I'm just saying he's limping in that thing. All right. So because he just busted Carl's his leg. Vision, no, no, but he just so against him against the tree, he just mm-hmm. busted his leg pretty bad. No, I right? got that. I'm okay. just saying though, if it's not Carl's vision, then that makes sense. The limp. Right. But right. If it was Carl's vision, that's where I'm like, how would Carl? Is he Nostradamus? What no, so it, it's Rick's vision of what Carl outlined. Like that's what it is. It, 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 it's it's him imagining what Carl just said. 
So I, I think that's what it is. But it's not real. It's just kind of him. And, and that's why they put that halo around it. There's no halo again, with him against the tree. You don't see any halo no. with that. There's no. some right. crazy stuff with the lights on his face. Okay, fine. Right. But there's no halo. The halo is around that imagined future the, of, 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 you know, with Negan there and Eugene there and, you know, everyone kind of together. Face. It, was that crazy look on his face with the with the red with, eyes? With the red eyes, yeah. That's his fight yeah. face. I mean, that that you know. He just like, got done. He just got done fighting. Yeah. He's done, right? Yeah. That, that, that's yeah, exactly. He looked the same way when he was done with the governor, right? That was yeah, the exact exactly. same, same he had look. The crazy, crazy look on his face. Yeah. And so, so Negan's just off off frame somewhere, bleeding right now, right, profusely from his neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. So, I mean, that's what well, happens in the comic books, right? I mean, he, he he just slashes his throat, but not mortally, and then they end up locking him up and saving him. And they lie, and he lies. He's, they say he's he dead. No right. one, They don't all know that he's alive. He's in the cell, right. Yeah, getting, they keep him in the cell. Getting yeah. shaggy, yeah. Yeah, I thought the tree scene, too, was after him and Negan fought. I didn't go into all the other, though. I But what you're saying, I totally buy into that. That makes sense. Yep. So we we know I, th- I think that's that's really how this probably how the season's going to end. What do you think? I mean, they, they can't stretch this out any longer, right? I mean, come on, it's been two two and a half seasons already with this Negan stuff, right? Because I'm thinking jump when you get the new person coming in. I'm I'm thinking they got it. You know, you got. Oh, do I the see time what you're saying. Thing. Right. So they got the, the, the battle with Rick and Negan has to be the end of the season. It has to be right. Yeah. Okay. I, I would. Oh, it better be it better. enough already, right? Yeah. It's like come on because they, you got to give the new person time to like really develop their own their thing. own thing. So you right. Gotta, yeah. So you got to clean up your your leftover plots and stuff. You got to kind of clean them up, and the best way right. to do that, and the easiest way to do that, is to jump the time. Yeah. So you get rid of Carl. You you know. And, and they maybe don't have to go that, that far that... ahead. They don't have to go like to gray hair Rick. They can go a little bit farther. Like, they don't have to go that far, right? They can go no, maybe a year or so. Or, or, yeah, yeah, I think it'll know. be like a year. Right, right. So based on your theory there, Craig, I bet what's going to happen is towards the end of the season finale, we'll see him and Negan do the battle, and right. it'll look like he killed Negan, and that's it. And then there'll be a stinger right at the end, and that'll be him saying that line, and then there'll be just, uh, you'll see Negan sitting in a cell. And then that fade to black. I bet that's how it happens. Okay, so that's interesting. So we, we, you think the last thing we'll see this season is, is Negan chilling in the in the cell that that uh, Morgan built. Now, yep. don't forget. Now Morgan has to also exit the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somehow. So they got to work work that in before oh, or after they're gonna the, walk off. He's gonna go and walk about. Now I wonder. I wonder if he leaves because Rick doesn't kill Negan. Like I wonder if he's so demented right now that by Rick not killing Negan. He goes, forget this. I can't. I can't. You, you guys. I can't deal with you all. You. I, well, I thought he would. I, I think he would do the walkabout because he feels like he can't be in in a civil society. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because okay. you can't. Yeah. You can't have him show up in fear and him be like in the state that he's in. Yeah. As of last episode, like that. that that's just gonna wear thin if it's just like. Not you Terminator know, Morgan yeah. that can't think coherently and is just the killing machine. Um, right, I'm crazy. Just, like he, he's like yeah. right now. He's in that. They put him in the mode like you don't want me sane. I can't be sane right now. I'm crazy. <laughs> I can't handle it. Like I tried not to be this way, but you made you me force me. Way. Right, you did it. You right. forced me to be so, this way. Both Walking Dead shows are going to do a time jump for next season. Then. Well, let's think about this. Maybe well, I guess, one one doesn't have to. Necessarily. One doesn't yeah. have to, right? But the fear has to, hundred percent has to, because it's for, yeah. for Morgan to, to join them. Now, yeah, I think it's going to happen right away because he started shooting episode one with fear. He was in episode one of fear, so 
they're not waiting on this one. They're going to time jump, I think, right away in fear. Yeah. And, and Morgan's there somehow. So, yeah, maybe we'll maybe they'll stretch out and see how he got there, or maybe they won't. And this we'll is see. the chance to do that do-over Daryl was talking about for both shows, though, and yep. actually, so yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Any other theories yeah. while we're in this protected spoiler section of the show? Uh, I mean. Well, no, I, I think yours is as good as, as any, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I don't, go ahead. Yeah, I well, I just had one question. So in the comics, when, again, this is all spoiler stuff we're talking about, right? So right. Um, mm-hmm. in the comics, uh, Andrea's alive. And in the show, Michonne's kind of right. taking Andrea's place. But exactly. Andrea's death in the comic is definitely what happened to Carl. Mm-hmm. So what do you think might possibly happen to Michonne since she's kind of the hybrid of the, the that of what happens to Andrea? And then, of course, Carl <laughs> takes Andrea's death. Do you Depends think? how expensive she gets, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say after Black yeah. Panther. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would think they would want to. For now, though, I think they would want to keep her because they're getting a lot of shit. I mean they're getting a lot of shit from people um, for the people that are gone that's been on the yeah. show for a little while so I I think they would try to want to keep her at least but they have to I think they have to realize their situation though like there's the way that they've been shooting these, these films you know the, the show so far and the way just the smugness of it like the, that's Gimple the dude, that's just him the Gimple like yeah. It's just a way that it's like you're gonna watch no matter what kind of attitude about it. He always does that. Yeah. Um, Gimple know, has just... Guggenheim disease. It's just he, yeah. and then he gives you the action in small bursts. Like, like yeah. right, I'll give, I'll give, let them eat cake. I'll give them a little bit here. I'll give them a little bit there. But then I'm gonna yeah, slow things yeah. down for a while. It's like, come on, have some you, fun you, with it. Yeah. You want to do something? I yeah. I think you wanna you wanna keep as many of the you want to keep the main folks that people like for for a lot at least for another two seasons at least because i actually think ratings would not have dropped to the point where they are had they focused more on maggie and deny guerrera was definitely her involvement with black panther you noticed the impact on the walking dead as far as this last season and everything so i think had those two things not happened they wouldn't have been forced as much to focus on what they have focused on and drag out the knee and stuff along with Gimple's, you know, just desire to do that. They just thought Negan um, was going to, I think, just like, solve all their problems. Like they thought, yeah, oh, we got the best actor. This guy's amazing. Everyone's want, everybody wants Negan. Everybody. So they thought, because everyone... he was so great. In the co- it was, right. He was, right. Was such a great character in the comics. But, so, but I think the war thing was what, I mean, everybody, we talked, a lot of people were talking about, I can't wait to see what they do with the big war. Right. There's been a lot, even you know, the, from the comic fans, or we talked about it a lot. Here we are. We're nine episodes into the, to the war, and it's right. like, it's only been a 48 and, hour period that we're covered yeah, so they're, far. Right? They're With, doing it yeah. in a tantric method. They're getting us up to oh, it's about to oh, sh- now we got to sit here and wait around again. You know, it's just <laughs> like come on. But I think they thought you, you build up this whole thing with the war and then it would bring in, I think they thought it would, it would really excite the fandom again. Right. And anybody that had left would come back. Yeah. But now it's uh, to the point where they really have to or get off the pot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I mean, well, part of it, I think, is just. I mean, it's they just, just dragged it out too long. Exactly. Fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What you but saying, right? I mean, that's not a. 
that's not just a Walking Dead thing. I mean, I no. think that's any show. I mean, name a show that over six, seven, eight seasons, like the ratings have either been flat or increased. And I mean, it's just it's None. ratings are just going down, like just across well, the board, like in a traditional sense. Look at uh, Arrow. The same thing that happening here is happening in Arrow. You have a showrunner and writers that are basically saying, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to please this sector of the fan base, but not this sector of it. And I'm going to have ridiculous plots and ridiculous episodes with an occasional badass one here and there that's just going to get it going. So, no, it, it, it's not just Walking Dead. This is something that's plaguing TV all around, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. On our Facebook group, Brent Jones made a poll today. and we I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll read the, the top contenders, really. I'm not going to read all the answers because you can write anything you want here. But the number one, basically he wanted to get to the root of why people are maybe tuning out or getting angry with the show. That was his premise, and you can write any answer you want. 16 people wrote or agreed with, it's less about surviving zombies slash apocalypse, more about battling other people. That's what's bothering them right now. The second most popular answer was the formula has become repetitive. So yeah. if, we put that, mm -hmm. if we put those two together, those are the, the, most of our – and it's not scientific here, obviously, but most of our group that saw this today, they want it to be like the way it was. The way it was of the show was is that being in this world was the issue. Forget about these other groups and these wars and it strategies. Right, it was living – just living with the zombies where it was a problem. Now it's like yeah. Yeah, zombies yeah. aren't a problem anymore. Like they, they're, they're, almost, they're cannon fodder. For these, yeah, for that's these true. Of the comic as well. I mean, I I yeah, can't right. blame the show for that because that's yeah that's th that's been the that's book evolution for right so, a so long yeah, time. yeah so but, well but that's kind of what the point of the book was. It was more about the human interactions and the dealings and how to survive in, in hum with humanity in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. So that's what the that's what the whole. The Can comics is. got the same complaints too. If you if you look back on the comics, right? You know, same like exact when stuff, they built, yeah. they did the world building. They were like, well, "When the hell is this gonna thing gonna get started again? Like, when are we gonna get back to the uh, to the fighting and the and the killing of zombies?" And I don't know. To me, the comics hit. never got stale like that. No, I'm like talking about reaction. I'm not oh. talking about what happened in the book. I've I've you know I read the you know comments and and reviews or whatever. And the same thing people were saying about the TV show was happening around the same, the same time as the war and and whatnot. People were saying the same thing when the war happened. It was saying it was too long, and then there were people, right. you know. So the, well, I how can you get a, you can't really. It's hard to get around that because late, like when you've been doing something for so long and you make a franchise out of it, I think there is a tendency to repeat the same beats over and over again. And I think that's happened with some of the superhero shows as well, with the CW and whatnot. Yeah. There have been similar complaints about some of the Marvel ones where they said the same beats on some of the shows have been repeated. When you have a franchise that's been on that long, um, you know, that's been a hit. You, It's a tendency to be like, you know, to just to keep doing the thing that people like. And the only way they know not to do it is when those ratings start to fall. Right. Yeah. And and I agree with that, but I disagree with those people on the All Out War in the comic because had they kept the distribution the same, yes, but they were smart. They knew that they were going to tell this over uh, 24 issues, but instead of having it 24 months, they did an issue every other week. Right. So you know, bi-weekly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that, to me, was smart. And, you know, but with the show, 
they wanted to have 32 episodes, I guess, for this whole Negan thing, but there's no speeding it up. So it just drug. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. They definitely did. You're right. All right, guys. So we we explored a lot. We talked about the episode, spoiler mm-hmm. stuff, casting stuff. Any other things right. you guys want to get off your chest, or are we, we good to wrap it up? No. The only thing I would add to it is I couldn't answer that poll that was brought up because it didn't have an option that I agreed with. I think... You could have added one, I, too. You could have wrote your own I, in there. Yeah. I because I well I yeah could have I think I'm in the I'm on I'm in the place where I don't I'm not out of liking Walking Dead I still every week want to watch it and I like talking about it right but I do think there are some episodes where there this these last this season there have been some problems with the with the storytelling and on the show but it's not a thing of I'm tired of the show because no. I'm not no yeah yeah it's, it's still so, it's still exciting. Yeah. It's just it's different. It's evolving. You know, it's, it's well, eight years later. It's, you know, things change. It also goes to that whole genre storytelling of the villain issue that TV and films are having on, on a large scale, you know, except Black Panther because Killmonger was an awesome villain. But anyway, um, you know, you look at, at the governor in the comics and then what they did on the TV show. No, it's different. They, they, it failed, you know, mm-hmm. the... The whole thing with um That's why they got rid of Mizara, by the way. Because he didn't yeah. see he didn't agree with Kirkman. He Kirkman wanted someone that would do it exactly like he did it. And Glenn mm-hmm. had his yeah. own little way of doing it and he didn't like that, so there he went. And now now they got Gimple. And, and now they back. now they've just repeated history and took in what I felt is a great villain in the comic. I know I not everybody agrees with that, but I like him better than the governor in the comic. But they've in a way, ruin Negan. And again, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan is great, and I don't fault him one bit. I just think they have totally misused that character and the Saviors as a whole. So, yep. All right, guys. Good chat. Welcome back. Uh, where can our listeners find us when we're not talking The Walking Dead? If they want to hear more of us rambling on about uh, pop culture or TV shows and other podcasts that we have. So, Chubb. Uh, where else can our listeners see you and hear you? Well, you can find me on all the social medias at ChubToad01. Um, I'm on a weekly podcast with Daryl and Jim there and our friend Jerry um, that uh, we do each week on DC TV shows. And we're currently having kind of the same discussions with a couple of the CW shows that we are with this show right now. So, um, And also, I will not be on next week's episode because I am going to be in the middle of moving to Seattle. Excellent. So. Well, have a safe journey, sir. And uh, we'll catch back up once you set up your your yep. uh, your equipment over there on the west on the Pacific Northwest. So uh, it'll be pretty cool. You'll, you'll be on you'll be on Aaron's time zone now, huh? Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. Three hours. So, so that'll be like so that'll be six o'clock if you're recording over there. Okay. Yeah. So also, you know, so the week after, um, with that Monday is actually my first day at my new job. So I don't know, you know, if I'll be done at six or what. So but right. hopefully I'll be back then. Gotcha. So we'll, we will catch up with you sooner rather than later. But uh, good luck on your move, sir. Uh, Russell. Uh, just. Same place you can catch this episode of this podcast, hhwlod.com, and uh, the show that Mr. Taylor and I do, Gotham by Geeks, over mm-hmm. on his network. Excellent. Mr. Taylor. 
Uh, yeah, you can go to, you can either look up Taylor Network on Twitter, or you can follow my Twitter, which is the Voice One Two Three, and you can um, find, like I said, a bunch of podcasts. Uh, one of them is uh, Gotham by Geeks with with Russ. The other one is Nothing's On with Jim and and Donnie, and we cover TV and movies. Um, so you can cover that. We got a bunch of uh, so many podcasts uh, on there that are great. Um, you know, Jim has has quite a few, a few on there that uh, that he does. Yeah. Jim, uh, in addition to Nothing's On every week with uh, Daryl and uh, uh, DC TV that I do with Daryl and Chubb. Uh, also got we also got a uh, Heavy Gigs in Seaside City. It's uh, like a seventies action movie turned into a radio play, <laughs> and uh, we also have another actual awesome. play. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and uh, we also we also have another actual play show on there with uh, Mr. Uh, Alan White as our uh, DM called uh, Paradigm Shift. It's a little bit more of a traditional D&D type adventure, but uh, we're on there every other week. So Excellent. And uh, the one host that's not with us, Aaron, he uh, also writes reviews for We Live Entertainment, so check him out there. Uh, and you can actually find his reviews on our Facebook page, so he actually links it up. So if you're a member of the Facebook page, you'll see all that. Um, so again, we'll see Aaron soon once he's you know done doing his movie critic uh, business out there out in Hollywood, and uh, and he'll join us. I am also the host of the Auto Chat Show, so you can find me on AutoChatShow.com, Facebook.com/slash/AutoChatShow. Me and my co-host Teddy review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, and just go off on a lot of uh, other tangents as well. We have a lot of fun doing it. Actually, we've been on a pretty good run. We've got a lot of new cars to review. We've got several new SUVs. The last episode we did was the um, was the Toyota, actually the Lexus, the NX 300H, the hybrid. So that was a really cool one. Uh, we actually have a lot of um, crossovers coming up right now. So the Mazda, um, uh, the, excuse me, the Mazda CX-9 will be coming up, as well as the Mitsubishi Outlander, and we'll also be reviewing the Thailander. So those are some models that look forward to seeing. Uh, new car reviews on the next several episodes of Auto Chat Show. So definitely check us out there. Are you going to buy that 66 Batmobile I sent you for to to have mm-hmm. alongside <laughs> Kit? I mean, it would, it would it would fill my garage pretty nice, right? And sitting next to yeah, Kit. Yeah. yeah, it definitely would. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a clean car. I, I, I know people in that because, I mean, I have a star car, so we all kind of know each other. Like, you know, and I, that's a known one. That's a good one. The one that that's for sale. That's a really – because some of the replicas are junky. You know, like that one you saw right. is actually a pretty – Pretty good one. So um, buy it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> I'll sell kit first, right? Exactly. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So definitely uh, definitely check us out there. All right, folks. Who wants to wrap us up tonight? When there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, get some lozenges if you're going to be me on this podcast. Ricola. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's episode is brought to you by Fisherman's Friend. <laughs> 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 <laughs>